0: Welcome to episode 156 of the Grip Strip Podcast, the Daytona Dreaming Edition of the Grip Strip Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Philip Matthew, and I'm here with the computer genius uh the iRacing Indy 500 champion a gentleman and a scholar he actually watched the Super Bowl his name is Josh Afine. what's going on brother
1: hey I'm doing great Phil and yeah I did actually watch the Super Bowl it wasn't all that great honestly even though the score was like 38 to 35 uh Chiefs uh but I watched it and everything um I mean pretty interesting game for the most part to be honest, uh, but you know the ending, I think, kind of sucked for most people uh, there. But you know, football's over now; um, it's all over. We'll put it in the backseat until uh, September. You know, we've got the NFL free agency and draft in March and end of April. But other than that, you know, we're uh, going to be all racing here on out. So, um, yeah, of course, you know, ready for Daytona Five Hundred. Uh, of course, you know, c- coming up this weekend. You know, we already had some racing. Of course, Rolex Twenty Four uh, included in that, which I went to a few weeks ago. Uh, but the, uh, action is about to pick up here in, uh, NASCAR and everything and, uh, ready for it. And, you know, of course you mentioned I'm an Indy 500 champion. Well, we got the iRacing Daytona 500 this weekend as well. So maybe it can add to the mantle there. We'll have to see, but yeah, ready for another, uh, season here of stock car racing. That
0: would be cool to have the two, uh, two pillars of, what would be considered, I guess, if you're thinking about the most historic races, the most important races, Indy, they talk about the Triple Crown with Monaco, Le Mans, and and uh, the Indianapolis 500. I would add the Daytona 500 as like that theoretical, like if you're going old school, Winston million. So I guess for racing, I think those, that would be the big four. Uh, you already got one of those and then you you can go and they got Lamar there. I don't know if Lamar's on the.
1: Well, you're talking Lamar's Lamar's not on official.
0: Yeah, and then they got you got Daytona, which um Josh will talk about in the sim segment later on. So uh, stay tuned for that because it's Daytona. Uh, the algorithm, Josh's algorithm, is out from hibernation. It's been sleeping, uh, I don't know, since Talladega, I believe, or I don't know. Probably. Maybe we used it somewhere. May might have been Phoenix, but definitely Talladega. So it's uh, been sleeping. It's the, I don't know what edition it is this year. It, it may have multiple editions like Valtteri Bottas when he used to be at Mercedes. So we'll bring that out. I will talk about the Super Bowl, of course, and see any uh, coaching or GM news that has come up through this, this week or this past weekend. We'll preview all three major NASCAR series and give our final four predictions along with champions. We'll get into the news for IndyCar, F1, whatever. It's more about car reveals on the F1 side because they're all coming fast and furious. Uh, Mercedes is about to... Uh, put their car out there here in the next day or so. Uh, a bunch of those are coming out. And the, well, IndyCar, there's news with Beth Peretta's team, so there's that. We will um talk about the Indian E-Prix, the Hyderabad E-Prix that took place, the uh, first race in India since I think the World Superbikes, or definitely Formula One, it was a while ago. Uh, Sebastian Vettel won every time there when they had formula one so we'll talk about that race we'll get in a rally sweden upset winner uh in in that rally um but good thing for the series good thing for the season and then we'll get into some moto gp testing uh so what to look for there we'll preview all three races for this weekend and kind of and i think we'll also make the picks for the front row we'll just get really crazy we make a whole bunch of picks today uh do that josh will talk about the iRacing daytona 500 along with anything else that is in the sim world and then we'll close the deal so yeah super bowl 38 35 k ktf mahomes is now a two-time super bowl champion a 27 two-time super bowl mvp The statistics in both of his Super Bowl wins have not been impressive, but in the end, he's made a player here or there that's helped him win the game. I did call that brother Knight Harrison Butker was going to kick a game-winning field goal. Now he had to redeem himself because he missed a field goal earlier in the game. He had a chip shot because of a James Bradbury holding call, which the Eagles fans are butthurt about, but in the grand scheme of things, it should have never came down to that. When you had a 10-point lead, they're only the second team in the history of the Super Bowl to have a 10-point lead at, at half or more and blow it in in the Super Bowl. We all already know who the other one is. Um, so Kermit the Frog, uh, he was distributing the ball to everybody. Of course, Travis Kelsey gets another touchdown. Uh, Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco, seventh-round draft pick. I mean, for... Me as a 49er fan with Brock Purdy, but the Kansas City Chiefs also got a steal in the seventh round with a running back that is going to be their number one running back for a long time. You're giving Patrick Mahomes a running game now, too, and their offensive line has come around to be one of the best offensive lines. Yeah, forget it. I, I mean, there there are great quarterbacks in the AFC. There are opportunities in the AFC but nobody's going to win the AFC West. He has a high likelihood of never having to travel for a playoff game unless it's a Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's getting kind of crazy that way. Uh, but, hey, Patrick Mahomes went out there. He They were down 10 and in, at half, and it didn't look great. He didn't play well. The Kansas City Chiefs were lucky because of one uh, bad fumble by Jalen Hurts, or else it would have been twenty-four to seven. Could have been even higher. Could have been twenty-seven-seven, and it might have been out of reach. But Philadelphia, for whatever reason, in the second half had no answer for Mahomes. Had no answer for the run game. They were allowing you know yards of plenty to whoever. I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you're watching that game and you see Kadarius Tony get a big return and get a touchdown, probably wanted to vomit. Sky Moore, who was one of their high draft picks, gets a touchdown. Uh, I mean, it was like the Oprah football games. You get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Uh, So, I mean, at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes, KTF Mahomes is now – two-time Super Bowl champion along with his buddy over there, Travis Kelsey. Um, They need to come up with a different position for him so that the tight end, if anyone really wants to play tight ends in fantasy football, they should put Travis Kelsey into like a hybrid role. And then, so then he can't, or if he has tight end eligibility or something, like they have to do the Taysom Hill, the reverse of whatever they do with Taysom Hill with Travis Kelsey, because whoever drafts Travis Kelsey is going to be good. The rest of the tight ends, it's a disaster. So it's why I'm not going to have a tight end, a actual tight end spot in uh, fall brawl. Uh, I'll probably have a WRT. So if you want to go and spend a pick on Travis Kelsey, God bless you, but. Anyway, what were your thoughts, Josh, on uh, what took place, especially in the second half? I mean, Philly kind of imposed their will. Jalen Hurts, 377 total yards, four touchdowns, Super Bowl record, three rushing touchdowns. Yes, that fumble um, is bad. And in theory, they only lost by three points, uh, and they gave up seven there. But I don't even think that was the reason... They lost the game, to be fair. I mean, he played his ass off. He was going to be the MVP of the league this year before he got injured. And not only did he lose the league MVP to KTF, now he lost the Super Bowl to KTF as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of thoughts into this game, really. And, um, I mean, really the downfall for the Eagles started, you know, once they spotted the Chiefs 7 points there with that fumble recovery touchdown. Um yeah, it was not I mean they're able to recover from it and get a you know get back into the lead, but you know you have to be able to uh get ahead by at least two scores. If you spot Patrick Mahomes 7 points in the Chiefs, so you know, I mean they made it back up, but then you have to score, stop them and then score again to make up for the fact that you didn't score the other time when you fumbled it and gave them points in my opinion and um you know it came down to um halftime you know before halftime the eagles uh they got a field goal but i think uh, a critical play on that uh drive that they had before halftime was the deep throw to uh devonte smith which i think that should have been a catch um the nfl i think the officials um made the incorrect call there ruling it not a catch uh, i think he had Control of the ball uh, before getting out of bounds, and um, I think you know going to the ground still maintained uh, possession uh, of the football, um, and didn't didn't have any uh, you know didn't have any issues there. Uh, so you know that's uh, kind of how it goes in football sometimes, though. But um, you know they still had a pretty good first half. You know in terms of um, being able to keep up with the Chiefs, um, they did have a couple of three and outs and everything, but um, you know they they uh they did what they needed to do but i think defensively you know they got schemed up by the chiefs uh in the red zone uh you know two scoring drives in a row where uh the scoring play was basically motioning a running back lined up as a wide receiver uh you know or you know Wide receiver, you know, lined up outside, motion him back inside towards the uh, formation, and then uh, have him motion back out uh, as he, they snap the ball and get him out into space. You saw that with uh, Kadarius Tony. You saw that with uh, you know one of their other running backs that they threw the touchdown to uh, you know at the end of the game. So you know, when you have that, um, ability to scheme them up, um, you're going to keep hitting those plays and Philadelphia, I mean, they struggled with those type of plays this season, uh, go back to Jacksonville when they played them in, in week four, uh, they had a couple of touchdowns or Jacksonville was able to score a couple of touchdowns, uh, using the same concept and which is not surprising because Doug Peterson is, uh, any Reed's protege or former protege. So uh, not surprising to see uh, that type of motion used uh, in the red zone. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Philly, when they look back, um, you know, they really uh, needed to adjust on defense. And actually, they did at the very end, you know, leaning into the controversial holding call that people, you know, got upset about, uh, you know, they, had I think they had the right idea by putting a man on the, the running back, but um, unfortunately, you know, Bradbury uh, pulled the jersey there and they called the flag on it. Which you know, I think it, um, a lot of people would probably argue that uh, that was a technical, you know, very technical call there, um, and maybe didn't fit into the context of the game, considering how they didn't really call those type of uh, you know flags uh, throughout the game. But, you know, it it is what it is. So, you know, from from there is pretty much over and for the Eagles and they had, uh, you know, couldn't really stop uh, the Chiefs or anything like that. And, you know, they ran out of timeouts and didn't have anything and basically were left with the miracle, which, you know, they weren't able to do anything with. So, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl, you know, Patrick Mahomes, even though got injured again, you know, he's able to come back from that and being down 10 points and was able to, uh, you know, go out and score uh, you know, for the Chiefs and be the you know MVP, so you know, he's got two MVPs and two Super Bowl rings and uh five seasons as a starter, which is faster than you know most of the legends, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um, you know, countless other quarterbacks that have played throughout the years, so you know, already, uh, we're you know beginning to see people uh, begin to look at you know, Patrick Mahomes and what looks like is going to be a legendary run uh, for, you know, his career and, you know, as a player in the NFL. So um, I guess we'll just have to witness it. Uh, You know, I kind of already bored of him and everything. You know, it was fun the first couple of years, but now it's just like, all right, who's next? You know, so uh, that's, that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, every team is going to have to go through him in the AFC at least, so, um, you know, you, you won't have to really worry about Patrick Mahomes unless San Francisco plays them, um, you know, or anything like that, but, or until the Super Bowl, but, you know, for me, Jacksonville being the AFC, definitely have to, uh, you know, look out for uh, Patrick Mahomes every year, um, it's going to be a concern, so, you know, there's there's um, a lot in the future that you have to be ready for with um, Mahomes, but, um, you yeah, know, the game afterwards, you know, Kelsey talking about Uh, the people doubting Kansas City and acting like people were treating Kansas City like they're a seventh seed or whatever. I mean, it's pretty off putting to be honest with you. Like, I mean, come on. It's not like the Chiefs couldn't do what they could, you know, what they were able to do. So, um, I don't really think anybody was actually counting them out or anything. I mean, I think people just thought that the, eagles were the better team uh and and i think for most of the game that they you know they were but you know as the game went into the fourth quarter i think that you know the chiefs were able to make adjustments and you know be able to execute better than uh the eagles so you know the eagles did a fine job but you know i think they just ran out of steam they uh used up too much clock on their uh touchdown drive before the chiefs uh field goal drive so um i had a feeling there that you know they had used up too little time and gave Patrick Mahomes too much time to go down the field and um, you know leave little time for them to get the ball back. So um, even with even with that penalty, so yeah, I mean Super Bowl, you know, it is is what it is, and you know hopefully next year it's a different result for you know both of us, Phil, and um, we'll see where everything goes from here on out. So um, and you know we got a lot a lot in football that happened, and you know I think after a long season, you know ready finally glad that it's over to be honest with um you know all that's transpired since you know the end of august all the way up until yesterday so just uh you know glad we had a good entertaining season really
0: the fact that the jags are back finally after many years of struggle you have the right coach and your quarterback is there i mean i was gonna mention when you talked about the refs and the catch there with Devontae smith the overturned catch it's interesting since uh they didn't bother to replay or do anything with uh, the catch that, uh, what do you call, A.J. Brown had two weeks ago, just just as an example. Uh, they didn't call multiple holds against on Nick Bosa in that game. Lane Johnson was moving early, and that's like his thing. Uh, it happened yesterday, too. Uh, in terms of the game itself, I mean, fine, good. Kansas City wins. Phillies fans have to eat it. Um they spent a lot of time going and trashing Niners fans and going to acting like they did some amazing job. And I was having a discussion like with my uh I have a coach uh that I'm working with doing for different deals there and essentially they played the Giants a few we go all the way back, we'll rewind back to week eighteen and they played the Giants third stringers and they were playing their first string and they almost lost to the giants but then the giants bring their first string players and they had nothing so in that sense okay fine they killed the giants the game was basically over early on same thing happened against the niners they basically after murdering brock purdy that was the end of the game so they had two playoff games where they basically didn't have to do anything after the first quarter but you're playing Patrick Mahomes. You're playing Andrew Ryad. It's the Chiefs. You got to finish. You know, it, and and not finishing that game is gonna haunt a lot of people. It's gonna haunt Nick Sirianni. who was crying like a little bitch uh, during pregame. It's gonna haunt a lot of other people because there's a lot of free agents on the Eagles. So I don't know who's gonna come back there. I mean, the building blocks of their their run, you know, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey. Will Jason Kelsey play again? Was that his last game? Uh, losing to his brother. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts there. Kansas City, they're they're working with house money. Um, KTF's going to become a billionaire soon enough, and Andy Reid is not going to quit as long as he can get up. I think he's he's realized like it has the same feels of what. Bill Walsh wanted to do, but walked away from and then immediately regretted back in the day with the forty ers when he knew he had the team and he had two what ended up being two of the greatest quarterbacks ever and he ended up leaving early, gave the team to Seaford Seaford gets one Super Bowl um montana gets demolished by the Giants, and then essentially they hand over at in ninety two to uh Steve Young et cetera et cetera but for the Eagles, it's a lot of what ifs. A lot of them fans have to go and take, uh, have to go and eat some humble pie, and uh, they weren't able to do it. The irony is, the Niners lost the last two losses they had were against those two teams. So if you're gonna talk about how the Niners handled it or whatever, the two the two teams that made the Super Bowl, those are the last two losses they had. And that doesn't account for all the other craziness that took place in between all of that with quarterbacks and um, other injuries and the like and bad play calling, et cetera, et cetera. So Niners, I think, are in a good spot to respond in the NFC. The NFC is wide open. Uh, Josh mentioned it. As long as Patrick Mahomes is there, it's going to be very hard. Um, I have to add Trevor Lawrence to that mix with the... I mean, Burrow, I think, is right underneath patrick mahomes of course because he's won the two rings bo carried the Bengals to the super bowl last year and almost got there so he's right there he's just number two Allen has to prove it for buffalo he's number three right now number four at the moment i believe is trevor lawrence um based on recent recency but on that and then just the potential the reality is they Described him as the next Peyton, the next Andrew Luck. You know, that, that, that's the kind of what the potential is there. And a national champion, uh, Clemson and all. After that, I mean, if Lamar Jackson actually stays healthy, wherever he goes is an interesting one to see. Uh, You, Justin Herbert, has he ever really been, he plays for the chargers. If he ever, if he played for a decent team, who knows what the hell would happen. Uh, That, that would be something. Those two guys are, are intriguing players, but you have to fade KTF. I don't think you're going to fade him. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is in the AFC. I mean, there's a lot of uh, turnover and quarterbacks on the AFC side and Derek Carr might be moving some to the Jets or something like that. There's not a lot. They, the Tour is having to recover from concussions and all. New England doesn't have a quarterback. In the AFC South, outside of Trevor Lawrence, you look at Tennessee, doesn't have a quarterback, and they really don't have an offense. Uh, who else is in your division? I'm forgetting off the top. Indianapolis oh, doesn't Indianapolis have, a not have a quarterback or a quarterback coach. Either. They don't have anything. And uh, who's, why am I forgetting? I'm just, I I always, yeah. Okay. So Houston's the number one pick in the NFL draft. So they'll get their quarterback or number two pick in the NFL draft and they'll get their quarterback, uh, Bryce young in April, but they're a rebuild with, with D'Amico Ryan's. That's a three to five year rebuild. If they give him the chance that division's wide open for Jacksonville, that's where Trevor Lawrence and company using, home field, trying to take advantage of that division to try to raise themselves up, possibly sneak around the Chiefs and make the Chiefs actually go on the road. That would be a, a the way to do it. We have never seen Mahomes on the road. Five years as, as a starting quarterback, three Super Bowls, five AFC championship appearances, never played a road playoff game. So that's what has to happen. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be able to fade it anyway, but I I mean, he has shown some – there's been some issues when he's had to go on the road against some of these teams like Buffalo or Cincinnati. You know, I think Jacksonville, after that game they had like last month, that was an absolute nut house. I know you went there. It would be – I mean, Kansas City's fans travel, but it would be an interesting one for sure. The Niners have a lot easier road uh, to get back there – or get in there, whatever. It's just more about quarterback play, solidifying certain places that need to be solidified, like the right tackle position, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll see what happens there. You look at the, a lot of rebuilding going on in the NFC West, so that division's pretty good in their spot. Dallas is there, but it's Dallas. Um, the Giants are on the up and coming deal. Philly
1: has I don't know to about go. Oh, the Giants. Uh, as long as they have Daniel Jones, I don't think they're gonna go that far.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I look at it more with the with Brian Dable and his um GM Shone, or whatever. They know how to build a roster. Will Daniel Jones be that guy? I don't know. They're gonna to have to franchise him or franchise Saquon. They're not gonna franchise Saquon, but they'll probably franchise Daniel Jones. But they need to give him competition and make him work for it, even though he had his best year of his career. Washington doesn't have their dis they're a disaster area uh philly of course having to fade being the runner-up so that division's wide open is going to be tough and they're all going to pillage each other now that uh aaron is in solitary confinement i don't think the green bay packers he's going to be back with them minnesota as long as they have kirk cousins i mean how far are you really going to go detroit is interesting but it's jared goff and then chicago has justin fields and nothing else so that division is just whatever. And uh, the South is a dumpster fire. Ritter doesn't know how to handle pressure. The New Orleans Saints don't have a quarterback. Tampa Bay does not have a quarterback. And Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. So so that's a waste. So there, there's two divisions that are basically gone. The NFC East is going to be tough. And I think Seattle and San Francisco will battle. For the NFC West but that number one seed could definitely come out of one of those two divisions um, and that's where if you can control your own fate that's where it helps I think in Santa Clara it might have been a different result than having to travel to Philly but it is what it is we'll see what happens free agency and trades and quarterback movement coaching movement we'll see what all comes around with that uh, as we go along so i'll get into i mean yeah mahomes threw three touchdowns so that's what saved him he only had six incompletions 182 yards uh passing is it six to 226 total with the with the yards pacheco 15 for 76 and a touchdown was huge then Kelsey gets six for 81 and a touchdown. Kadarius Tony got one, Sky Moore got one. Those are the and that's where Nick Bolton of course, that's the play that probably kept that really kept them in the game or else it could have gotten way out of hand. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts threw for or had 374 total yards and four touchdowns, only had 11 incompletions. So it wasn't because of him that they lost that football game. Devontae Smith had 100 yards. A.J. Brown had 96 and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard had 60. Those are your three three of your best skill position guys. The running game was non existent. I think Miles Sanders got hurt, so they had issues at the running back position. But your three best uh, skill position guys, theoretically, all showed out. Uh, the defense, the leading tackler was Avante Maddox. With six, Slay at four, Bradbury at four, but you know, Elliott made his field goals, punting. Uh, he he had uh he said how does how does he have two punts with an average of nine yards but a long of fifty seven? He must have kicked one into the end zone, I guess. Um, but okay. That is the Super Bowl. We're done with uh uh with that this season, so we'll look at what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, Conrad Dobler, the former Arizona or St. Louis Cardinals guard, has uh, passed away. Um, he do any yeah dirty? They named they were uh, considered him the dirtiest player in the NFL uh, over there. with then he was with uh, him and Dan Dierdorf made up that that great line for the St. Louis Cardinals, and then Cardinals played for, for, for uh, Don Corey. Uh, yeah, Eric Coriel. So interesting. So he gets in the Hall of Fame, Conrad Dover, one of those players that helped him, ends up passing away a few days later, Uh, was it Trayvon Mullen claimed by Baltimore. Let's see some of these other people. uh, Todd Downing is being hired as the passing game coordinator for the New York Jets, who has a connection to one Derek Carr. Uh, 49ers signed, re signed Marcelino McCray, McCrary. That's a great name, Ball. That's some name. Beer uh, Jaguars signed uh, E.J. Perry, whoever he is, and 13 other reserve future contracts, along with Quadre Olison. Uh, Lions, okay, yeah, Lions assistant head coach, running backs coach Scotty Montgomery was interviewed for the team's offensive coordinator position at Tampa. Washington is also interviewing. Greg Roman and Eric Bieniemy for uh, the offensive coordinator position. So something to look at Bieniemy Will he leave? Will he finally leave at this point after all these years of sitting behind? Or is he going to stick around? Um, uh, because, I mean, to be fair, why wouldn't you when you have, you have the league? You have the the guy, the face of the league, Chad Henney, retired, cute. Um, I thought Andy Reid would, but. He's not doing it, as no. I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So
1: Chad Henney retired. Um, he played played with uh, the best quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. So and Patrick Mahomes. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah.
0: I yeah. That's mean, a boat reference. Also, oh no, okay.
1: Blake Bortles.
0: Oh, had a drink to that. I missed the Blake Bortles reference there.
1: My fault. Now you're good. <laughs>
0: but uh, we'll move on. Let's go to the nascar season preview so we'll start with cup big changes that took place in the offseason was kyle bush going rcr after basically being the face of toyota's nascar program winning eight trillion races for them and in turn tyler reddick swapping from chevy to toyota to become the second driver at 2311 uh a year early to uh To make sure that they had two drivers because Kurt Busch still hasn't cleared protocols, which is kind of, it's just really disturbing uh, that nobody really wants to mention that self in the room, how bad the car jacked him up. But it's the multiple concussions deal, kind of like Steve Young and uh, Troy Aikman, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's where it worked out for uh, Kurt there other changes that uh, took place. Of course, the top to the top guys in the Xfinity series, Keebler Gibbs, the champion and Noah Gagson, uh, uh, both move up. Uh, Gibbs replaces Kyle Bush. They renumber the car. Gregson goes to what is now legacy motor club associated incorporated, um, whatever now. And, uh, He'll be a teammate to Eric Jones. He'll also be a teammate to one Jimmy Johnson, who becomes a car owner in this sport and will also be running limited races this year in in a number 84 car. Trying to get through who else. Yeah, AJ Allmendinger moves back to the Cup Series to run the 16 full-time for Colleague. Uh, Nobody really cares about that. Um, Brian Priest will take over the 41 or from Cold Custard for Stuart Haas. Uh, Recently, only like a week last week or so, Todd Gilliland didn't have full sponsorship for the year, so Zane Smith brings that money. He drives for Front Row in the trucks. He's a Defending Truck Series champion. So on top of running a third car, open car, for Front Row Motorsports in uh, X amount of races, Zane Smith will also drive the 38 car in five races this year. So those are the changes. Of course, Joey Logano, there's no changes there. He's the defending series champion. Uh, Penske gets that title after really domination by Chevrolet and to a lesser extent Toyota through most of the year. You go and look at last week, and Martin Truex Jr. breaks a long, winless streak. A lot of changes in his life recently, personally, but he gets that win at the Clash, you look at the guy who finished second in points last year, it was Ross Chastain, and uh, he got into it with Denny Hamlin again, so that'll be something to look at. Trying to go through here, yeah, Kevin Harvick, it'll be his last year of his career, full time season and all, he'll go to the announced booth for Fox, bringing actual credibility to it, and helping Mike Joy, having to put up with that you know, inbred dipshit that is Clint Boyer um dylan gets keith rodden as his crew chief after justin alexander uh decided to get off the road uh brad keselowski you know, trying to go through here kyle Busch, of course takes every basically the team that uh that reddick had they kept it all together they just put in kyle bush so that'll be an interesting one uh yeah al said he's gonna run multiple years we don't know Briscoe resigned re mul- signed for multi-year extension. So he's solidified as probably the new lead dog at Stuart Haas Racing. Rick Ware Racing, which, whatever, they suck. Um, AJ Allmendinger, they changed some crew chiefs around. Swiderski is going to be his crew chief in the 16. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go through here if there's anybody else, anything else that sticks out. Uh, yeah, Michael McDowell gets a new crew chief. Travis Peterson, because... Uh, Blake Harris moves to the 48 car, uh, 38 car, uh, gets a new crew chief after Seth Barber moves to technical director, Ryan Bergente priest gets in the 41. They change, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, why am I forgetting the guy? He went to RCR to run their Xfinity program, uh, uh, Shiplet moved from the cup series to Xfinity. And Chad Johnston somehow or another gets another another crack at crew chiefing. But if the clash was anything to look at, maybe that's a good combination. Luke Lambert moves up to the Cup Series with Noah Gregson in the 42. And I mentioned Tyler Reddick in the 45. Mike Kelly, I think it's his third stint with Ricky Stenhouse as a crew chief going back to the days of when they won the Xfinity Championship or whatever I think the nationwide series back then for Roush. Then I, he was crew chief firm at the 17 car at Roush. And now he's crew chiefing again for him at JTG Doherty. I mentioned Blake Harris, Jerry Kelly, whoever that is. Chris Gale moves up to the cup series with Keebler. Yeah, those guys, they don't matter, whatever. Yeah, Chandler Smith is going to run part-time. Uh, season here, one, two, three, four, five races, and uh, that team didn't say anything. They don't have anything. Uh, Zane Smith, at least uh, six races, probably might be more. You got the 50-money team will have uh, Connor Daly at the Daytona 500, and it sounds like they'll have more races. Austin Hill will run the run the super speedways along with one, the Michigan race and the Chicago street course for the beard 62 team. And then, yeah that whatever 50, yeah, we don't know about nine, the track house, 91, uh, whatever, a uh, project, 91, no, project deal. 91, uh, yeah. Todd Gordon gets out of the announce booth cause he was working for MRN radio and he'll be working with one Jim Johnson at the 84 car. So that's a, Big Gator Championship winning crew chief. So there you go. Uh, not sure. I think the angle, the easiest angle to take, other than Joey Logano, Josh is the Kyle Busch and Tyler Reddick angle here. Kyle Busch, of course, started with Ford, was quickly picked up by Chevrolet and Rick Hendrick. He started, he ran and won races in the Busch Series. Moved up the cup at an early age, won in his rookie year, decent productivity considering what the five car had been doing, but his personality and his maturity wasn't going to fit the Hendrick mold. Hence his move to Joe Gibbs racing, essentially taking over Tony's spot and carrying that organization in a lot of ways with Denny Hamlin for many, many years, uh, Toyota Basically has to thank him because if it wasn't for Kyle Busch, we may not be seeing Toyota in NASCAR anymore uh, with all the wins he has, like 8 trillion wins that he has with uh, Toyota. But Joe Gibbs didn't want to pay him, M&M's left, and he also wanted to put his grandson in the car, so all three of those things combined, and Kyle Busch somehow or another made a deal with a guy that at one point wanted to beat the living crap out of him, and Richard Childress, the biggest move I think Richard Childress has made uh, because he never responded to Kevin Harvick leaving. This is probably essentially, I don't know however many, nine years too late, but this is the response. He has a guy that can still win and is very hungry and wants it bad, and it seems like with some of his questionable behavior fits right in with RCR. At the same, on the flip side, Tyler Reddick, goes from the RCR camp where obviously his voice and the way he felt about certain things was going to be muted, even though he had that great relationship with Randall Burnett and they had a great thing going, the vibe and everything probably wasn't right. Austin Dillon probably wasn't really happy about getting his ass kicked um, by, by Tyler Reddick every week, but it's not, I mean, I don't get it. He gets his ass kicked by whoever his teammate is usually um, because he sucks. And, And it'll be funny when he gets his ass kicked every week by Kyle Bush, because that's basically what's going to happen from now on. But because they're friends, it's okay. Uh, He goes to the 45 car, Denny Hamlin hedged and said, I want to get this guy before it becomes an issue. I want him to be a building block for our organization for the future, knowing that he's a championship level driver. And now he's taking over Kurt Busch's ride and, it's it's a big deal i think the dynamic with him and darryl Wallace jr is very there's it's fresh it's organ- and and it's something that those two guys are going to make each other push each other tyler reddick raw talent you know whatever through whatever through his whole body Daryl walsh jr the end of the the second part of the year last year was one of the best drivers in the sport no matter what you want to talk about or how you want to look at him the stats prove it. He won Kansas going away. He could have won other races. He Michigan. So deal with it. And he's a great super speedway racer. So I think that's the angle that we have to look at first. I mean Hendrick Motorsports, you can get into those the two guys with uh Clyde and and Larson, but and Penske with, with Logano being the champion, but I think the biggest storyline is those two guys and what they do. But what are you thinking Josh in terms of the season?
1: I mean yeah, it's pretty interesting the way you know you put it with uh Bush, you know, coming over from Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, many many years of his success uh and now going out to RCR who you know, they've it looked like at times that they had peaked, you know, they really uh, weren't more or anything more than average um you know, through 2021 it you know, didn't look like they were really anything more than average. And then, you know, last year Tyler Reddick went out and won uh, three races for the eight teams. So, you know, they were able to um, get, you know, good results out of that car, but you know, they were still fairly inconsistent, I think. Um, And I think, you know, that kind of showed in their year end result. Um, But they, you know, were really strong on road courses and then, you know, other tracks, you know, they were really strong on some of the mile and a halves and, uh, and everything. So, um, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see, uh, you know, if Kyle Busch with his talent, if he can, uh, take that team to the next step. Um, and if, you know, they can get more consistent results or if it's going to be a very, uh, up and down year for the eight car, uh, with Bush behind the wheel there. So, uh, you know, I think, what we'll see is if, you know, Bush, if, you know, he can regain some of what he had at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, prior to um, his second, you know, championship, you know, if he can get back to the levels he was at, you know, around 2016 through 2018, I think it's probably like peak Kyle Bush right there, you know, um, going all the way back to, you know, 2008. So I think uh, if he can kind of get back to those levels, that'd be a really successful season. But, you know, I expect there to be a lot of growing pains throughout the year, at least, you know, the first quarter of the year as, you know, he gets used to this new team. Um, you know, we saw it, the, uh, the clash, you know, with what he was able to do. And at, on the flip side, you saw Tyler Reddick also performing pretty well, the clash. So I think both of those cars, both of those drivers are going to be very successful um, to a ex- certain extent. Uh, this season so yeah I think you know with Redick clearly Danny Hamlin and Michael Jordan believe uh, that he's a franchise driver and you know they made the move uh, to go up and get him and you know uh, unfortunately uh, you know the circumstances are a little bit uh, non-ideal for um, how he's going to be able to drive this season but you know he um, I expect Tyler Reddick to be able to go out and uh, compete you know, on a week to week basis. And I, I think, uh, he can take that 45 car, uh, to a higher level than, you know, what Kurt Busch had done last year. I mean, Kurt did a great job up until the injury, uh, for that team, but, you know, they also had, uh, a lot of races where they were up and down. So, you know, I think, you know, with, uh, Tyler Reddick and, you know, what he was able to do in the eight car. I think if you put him in the 45 car, I think he's going to uh, do even better. So, um, you, you've got those two drivers there and, um, you're going to see, um, both of them, you know, to an extent, I think, you know, perform pretty well. Uh, so expect uh, a lot of, um, you know, things to happen out of both those cars. And, uh, you know, I think the eight car will get a couple of wins this year. And I think 45 car, I think they get multiple wins, um, you know, with, the uh, right behind the wheels, so should be a you know good year for both those cars and everything and I think some of the other teams um you know I think Stuart Haas you know we've got to look at them as a team to look out for because you know last year obviously they didn't really have a, a great year overall uh you know Harvick was off for most of the year until his two wins uh and then you know he started out looked like he might have a good playoffs but you know he quickly fell out of it and now it's gonna be his last season so I think he's gonna be Uh, extra motivated to try to end on a good note with his career. You know, you've got Ryan Priest who um, earned the ride, I think, in the 41. And, you know, I think he's going to want to um, prove that, you know, he belongs in that car and uh, in the Cup Series in general. So, you know, I think he's going to have a lot, you know, a lot going for him in that car this year. Uh Almarola, I think still gonna be the same old Almarola, but maybe a little bit better, you know, than when he did last year in uh twenty one. So maybe back to his form in twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. So um maybe maybe that happens. And then I think Chase Briscoe obviously, you know, last year uh first win and then, you know, somehow made it all the way to the you know, the final race before the championship uh four race. So you know, I think uh, Briscoe, you know, if he can build upon what he did last year, uh, definitely think he can, uh, be a little bit more realistic shot, uh, to make it into, uh, the, at least the elite eight. So, um, he, I think, he, you know, it, he's got to just be a little bit more consistent than what he was in last year. And you know, I think, um, you know, I think it looks like the Fords, um, based on what we saw in the clash, you know, if we're going to base it on, on that, it looks like they're going to be a little bit better than what they were last year. So, uh, should be pretty interesting there. Um, you know, I think with other teams, you know, you mentioned uh, Hendrick. I think you know it's going to be uh, Kyle Larson trying to you know be better than what he was in 22. You know, he's still pretty dominant at times, but uh, a lot more inconsistent than uh, 21. And you know, I think Chase Elliott. Uh, I think he's still going to be the same as what he was last year, but uh, you know, I think he's going to want to be uh, certainly better than how he did in the playoffs. Uh, so you know, he was really even though he made the final four. You know, we, we talked about him wasn't really all that consistent and kind of just rested on his laurels of being the regular season champion, uh, you know, to, to get in there. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, the balance between, you know, the Hendricks Chevys and the Childress Chevys, you know, and the other teams that RCR, uh, has support. And then also you throw in, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson's legacy motor club with Richard Petty and Allegiant. Um, you know, I think, can they, uh, can they be, you know, competitive or, you know, all of those teams kind of maintain a level of competitiveness to, you know, go up against the Fords and, you know, the six Toyotas. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Chevy, they've got a lot to prove. They've got a lot of new drivers and new teams. So, um, you yeah, know, I think, uh, you know, they have uh, a lot to prove for them. And, you know, also, um, you yeah, I think, you know, with Ford, you know, they want, they want to have more of their cars be competitive outside of Penske. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, those cars gonna be good. And then, you know, with Toyota, I think, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna be one of, you know, be more um, balanced overall, you know, they've been very top heavy with Gibbs for many years. And, you know, now I think with 2311 beginning to ascend, I think they're going to have, you know, more success there. And, you know, I think they also want to see, you know, all four of their Toyotas, you know, including Ty Gibbs, uh, perform well every year. So, I think, you know, definitely it's gonna be an interesting year competitively speaking. We'll see if they have the same amount of wins or if they reach the same amount of wins uh from you know last year, nineteen different winners, uh, you know, very unusual amount of winners. So, you know, can they, you know, reach that or get close to that number or is it gonna, you know, regress back to the mean to what we saw before? And, you know, I think um definitely think we'll have a um a lot of uh you know change or you know, storylines throughout the year that kind of, you know, reflect all the changes that happened in the offseason for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely something to look at. And it'll be more apparent during the West Coast swing here, uh coming up after the first race, of course, which is the Super Bowl stock car racing in Daytona five we They'll have that also, have the Atlanta Super Speedway lottery as well. So, a couple of Super Speedway races, see if there's been any real improvement with the car there. We'd have to see what it's going to do on short tracks and road courses where there's definite issues. That there is a change. There won't be any stage breaks at road courses. So, it'll actually be somewhat of an organic race again. So, that's nice, uh, which might help with the road course racing a bit there too. Uh, I guess I mean you just got done, and it's very early, so we're we're going and making doing these predictions just off the cuff, essentially, like Bob Bobo would like to say, off the cuff, off the roof. Um, what I'll um, I'll go first, or unless you have an idea, or you're you had an you had them. I kind mean, of he, can, set. he can
1: go first on this one. Uh so now
0: they've yeah, look at that. They have two pages, look at that for the um I guess they changed they changed the formatting of the um yeah, there is forty-two, yeah. So I think for the final four this year, and this is just completely non-scientific, of course, uh thinking about what happened last year, but kind of considering certain pieces um and certain moving parts. I will say that Kevin Harvick will make the final four and have a chance to walk off as a champion, similar to what Jeff Gordon did in 2015, but wasn't able to close the deal. Uh, That was Kyle Kyle Busch's first championship. Interestingly, I think Kyle Busch will be in the final four uh, as well. The Toyota representative will not be uh, Dennis Hamlin. I think it'll be Martin Truex Jr., he has a bounce-back year this year after, I mean, he was fourth in points. To be honest, it wasn't like he had a horrible year. He just hadn't, didn't get the win to lock him into the playoff, and he had got wrecked at Daytona, which everybody wrecked in that, that uh, 400, and that cost him a chance at the playoffs. Uh, but there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of changes for Truex, Uh, Needs to bounce back in a sense after a rough, certain aspects, rough year. My fourth uh, pick here for this season, for season 2023, I'm going to go with Clyde. So um, my picks for, I guess we'll put them in the NASCAR thing. So Phil's final four, final four picks uh, are going to be Harv, Kyle, Kyle Bush through x Clyde and my champion pick will be Kevin Harvick I'm I'm going I'm going all in on the vibe that Kevin Harvick they've been close so many times uh this ever since he and Rodney Childers have been together I think they it it's the whole Cinderella story thing I'm feeding into it Uh, that they they made progress this it's been a few years of them being behind the team has made progress he wants to leave uh leave big and uh walk off as a champion i think and let's be fair they're racing at his best racetrack you know that's where the finale is literally his best racetrack he has more top 10 finishes then at one race track at that racetrack than any other driver has had in the history of NASCAR cup series racing. he will need to get more than a top 10 though, but we will see what happens with that. There's plenty of drivers that could go and mess that whole thing up. So, uh, Josh, uh, who do you think will be in the final four and your championship early championship pick?
1: Yeah. I'm, you know, I think it's going to be a you know interesting playoffs this season. And, um, yeah, I, think you had some pretty good picks there. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, you know, I I think Martin Truex can make it into the final four, so I'll agree with you there. Uh, and I I think um, Kyle Larson makes it back into the uh, final four. Uh, you know, and I think Ryan Blaney, young Ryan Blaney, makes it into the final four for the first time. So uh, he'll be the Ford representative uh, this year. Uh, in the Final Four, and then uh, I guess my last guy, um, you know, I'm, uh, you know what, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick, let's, let's see, I think he has the, um, you need kind of a wild card guy to make it into the Final Four, you know, I think last year that was Ross Chastain, uh, you know, with what he was able to do, even though they were up there, you know, um, you know, they weren't as quite as strong some of the other guys, but, um, and the way he made it in, but, you know, I think that driver, this season is going to be uh, Tyler Reddick. And uh, I think, you know, based on his talent and you know, what we saw from, you know, the 45-23 at the end of the year, I think they have the ability to make it into the, the championship four. So you know, I think it's going to be a you know pretty solid, uh, you know, Final Four. And, you know, uh, we'll like, like to see uh, that pick happen. And, you know what, uh, go with, uh, man, uh, you know, I'll go with uh, – larson as the champ for this year go with that so should be a pretty uh you know interesting final four i think we both have some pretty good picks uh for both of us um and um should be an interesting season
0: (laughs) yeah larson i mean i thought about larson there in terms of the whole hendrick dynamic i also was thinking about YRB because when is it going to happen when is he gonna go and take that next step and I feel like Blaney also after such a solid year points wise, he he's like right there. Things are in place that he could make that next step. So those are and then Redick. I mean, thinking about that whole the main storyline or one of the main storylines in cup this year, we both we both picked one aspect, one half of that deal. Both believe Martin Truex Jr., so uh, that's an int- we'll see how uh, that True X kid from Mayetta, New Jersey does this year. Um, that was the one that we both agreed on. So we'll see about that. Let's move over to Xfinity series. So the defending champion is, has left, of course, moved up to cup. The one of the top four last year also has moved up to the Cup series so there's the the main thing is you think about junior motorsports they bring back three of their four drivers which of course they had three of the four cars in the final four they get buckshot jones in the nine car to replace uh, gregson so that's going on there a big piece that is a big change and uh, addition to the series this year. Stuart Hossel now become a two car organization in the Xfinity series. They were partners with certain teams. Now there's been some changes with that, but Cole Custer goes back to the Xfinity series and he'll be working with Jonathan Tony. And so that's an intriguing prospect for sure. Uh, he looked very, he looked like he was going to be uh had a lot of potential the way he raced in Xfinity the last two years he was in the Xfinity series hasn't really uh panned out cup in the cup series but because his dad is Gene Haas's best friend he's going to get multiple opportunities to prove himself but I do think the Xfinity car is much better for him he did win at California uh what is it last year driving for SS Greenlight Mentioned Sam Mayer, he gets a new crew chief with Marty Lindley, um, Sheldon Creed, and who comes back to RCR along with uh, Austin Hill. So Creed picked it up in the second half of the year, but had given up so many points early that he wasn't able to make the playoffs. Got, I'm trying to go through some of these here. Uh, Blaine Perkins, yeah, he'll be taking over for Joe Graff at the 07 SS Greenlight car. JD Motorsports focusing on two cars, Bailey Curry, Brennan Poole. Justin Allgaier comes back, and now we'll have Jim Pullman instead of uh, – I'm forgetting who his crew chief was for all these years. He's had the same crew chief forever. Uh, I think he moved over into the into the uh, – he'll be st- – Staying home now, I guess, is what it is. Um, crew Chief, Algarin, in twenty three. Yeah, so J.R. Motorsports. Yeah, Jason Burdett. There you go. So Jason Burdett is going to move over to the 9 with Bruckshot Jones. And Josh Berry will get Taylor Moyer, who was previously the Crew Chief of uh, the one car and Sam Mayer. So that'll be something to look at. The 8 we'll see... Gray Galding make a return to full-time competition. So the SS Greenlight, a lot of changes running two manufacturers there. The Colleague 10 car, which was a Landing Castle last year, but because of the Voyager company, I think, going under. Now he will be in a limited schedule. That'll theoretically be the star car. And Kyle Busch, amongst others, will be driving that uh, number 10. Hamrick comes back full-time. And Trin- Jason Trinchier will stay as his crew chief. Um, some Argentinian guy uh, is going to be driving for MBM Gio Liberati. Is that that's uh, what do you call Rambo Liberati's brother? I would assume. Uh, Chandler Smith moves from the Truck Series from Kyle Busch Motorsports to take over AJ Allmendinger's 16, and Bruce Schickler will be his crew chief. The 18, Sammy Smith ran it a lot at the end of the year. Now he will be full-time in the number 18 with uh, his home, with his sponsorship, the same sponsorship that Michael Annette used to have. And Jeff Mendering moves over from the 19 to the 18. Jason Ratcliffe moves over to the uh, the, the car that will run for owner's points, and they will have a mix of drivers, Ryan Truex, Joe Graff Jr., Connor Mozak, and Myatt Snyder. We'll see uh, the Cup guys probably will drive that car as well. John Hunter Nemechek moves from the truck series as well to drive the number 20 for Joe Gibbs, and he'll have Ben Bayshore as his crew chief. Uh, Bayshore was uh, I'm trying to think who's, who he was a crew chief for last year. Al Bush? Uh, yeah, that's right that's right exactly um good catch on that josh um yeah ben bashor who has been in the cup series now moves back to xfinity will be working with john hunter there yeah no changes major changes for austin hill sam hunt racing is uh doubling down essentially they'll have kaz grala running full time then they have the 24 which will have multiple drivers uh, Connor Mozak's going to run 20 races. Parker Chase is going to run multiple races, both road racers. And uh, Tyler Reddick will run some races as well in the number 24. A new team, uh, number 25 AM racing, which is what uh, Austin Wayne's self and all Brett Moffitt, um, known imbecile, will get the opportunity there. I think they have Stuart Haas support. Joe Williams, who was his crew chief at our motorsports moves to this program Mention gralla uh jet burton after uh leaving our motorsports will go to a second jordan anderson racing uh jordan yeah jordan anderson racing uh chevy that can't be right is that for real that he's gonna uh, steve annington brad yeah that is a misprint yeah so uh, kyle sieg is gonna have Brad Parrott, not Buddy Parrott as his crew chief. Probably going to wreck a lot of race cars. Uh, Parker Retzlaff will run full-time for Jordan Anderson Racing. Uh, Paperboy, I think he's like the second coming of... Like, if Joey Logano was, like, young again, he'd probably be Parker Retzlaff. So that'll be interesting to see what that what happens with that. Yeah, that 34 is a waste. The 35 car is going to be a disaster because CJ McLaughlin is going to be driving for them. Uh, so that's that's going to be a, they're going to wreck. That's a caution every week when he drives. Natalie Decker is just going to drive around slow and be doing whatever TikToks. tocks. Um, so Though Brad Perez will get to drive that car this year. So hopefully that'll be a good for him. Steve Addington gets back as a crew chief. He'll be working in the for the 38 RSS team, which will have uh, Joe Graff Jr. run the majority of the races in that car. And then Sieg, of course, will get a new crew chief because Cowboy Starlin left or uh, retired. And he'll uh, run his usual, he'll run his number 39. Alpha Prime expands and makes a lot of uh, changes. They're going to be running a number 43 with Ryan Ellis with at least um, it says, it says 15 races on that. Then it became at least 24. So assuming that we'll just say 15 to 24 for Ryan Ellis, Jeffrey Earnhardt moves over there to run full time. The 45 becomes kind of the, uh, every anybody else, Roger Carruth is going to be in that car, Stefan Parsons and Sage Karam, Frankie Kerr. So they got, that's a great, uh, um, combo there. Frankie Kerr is a great crew chief. Parker Kligerman will be driving for big machine records, or if you ask Baba Bui, big McKine records. Uh, Patrick Donahue will be his crew chief. Jeremy Clements with Mark Setzer. They won Daytona last year. Uh, the Emerling Gase, I mentioned some of those drivers. Uh, i trying to go through. Ryan Vargas will be driving, uh, what is it, the CHK team uh Chevy. So that's Gary Keller. And then you have Mike Harmon and uh I don't know who the yeah it's Mike Clayton Sr. CHK. So there you go. So he'll be driving that 74 car this year, trying to run it full time or at least run a bunch of races. Anthony Alfredo will be driving the will be the lead driver for BJ McLaud and uh to 78. You got uh other thing, Josh Williams returns to DGM to drive the number 92 car. And, uh, you know, Herps no changes. He'll run the Daytona 500 uh, for his cup debut. Garrett Smithley will uh, will be running full time for BJ McLeod in the second car, the number 99. So, yeah, there's a lot of changes. I mean, two of the big drivers that were in the series are now... In Cup, another one loses his ride because of a person who made or just missed the playoffs or whatever in Castle is now out as well. But you look at it, Joe Gibbs Racing has two cars, which is what that's been for a while, solid. That You have Stuart Haas now has two cars to lead the Ford Brigade, and then Chevrolet with both Colleague, Arse with Colleague, RCR, and of course, JRM have a lot of potential, Josh. So who do you look at? I mean, went over a bunch of guys. I think it starts with JRM, uh, even with all the crew chief changes they got going on. I think that's where things, the discussion has to begin. And then we uh, we can look at the likes of Colleague. We'll look at the likes of RCR and Gibbs with uh, two new drivers full-time
1: yeah I mean I think you're right it does you know start with Jaren uh, I mean I think you know two of them are going to be in the final four so I'll give the first half of what I think you know in the final four that Josh Berry and uh, Justin Allgaier will both be in the final four again um, I don't think Brandon Jones um, will be there but I think he'll have a pretty solid year in the nine car um, I don't think he'll you know be able to you know Produce or you know uh, reproduce the talent that or you know the numbers that uh, Noah Gregson put up. Uh, Sam Mayer, um, I think he's solid, but I think you know overall the jury's still kind of out on him. Uh, yeah, I think he's still a little bit a little bit too raw uh, you know, for what he is. Um, you know the type of car that he's in. So uh, I think he'll be a little bit more improved. Maybe he'll get a, a pick up win, but I don't think he'll be quite on the same level as uh, Barry or as all guys. So uh, I definitely think, you know, those seven and eight cars are two of the best cars in the series right now in the Xfinity. So uh, you have that. Uh, and then also, you know, with going to uh, the Toyotas, obviously uh, you've got John Hunter Nemechek, you know, moving up to the number 20 car from uh, the trucks. You know, I think he's going to have a strong season uh, running in, in that car. Uh, you know, he's got support from Toyota now full time in, in, the Xfinity series, and you know I think um, looks like you know they should be a pretty good car uh, throughout the year. Um, yeah, you know, I think Ben B. Shore, a good crew chief, someone who's um, you know been with Kyle Busch, and so I think you know he'll be able to give John Harney Machek uh, you know pretty good cars. Um, you know I think Sammy Smith, uh, in his uh, attempts last year, his limited attempts, he did really well, and I think you know he's going to be uh, a rookie. You know that should be uh somebody to that people will look out for you know in the, uh this season and in the future i think he did a really good job uh driving for Gibbs last year um, so that that should be that should be pretty interesting um then you know, also the other team to really uh focus in on i think is uh Richard Childress racing you well know, with Austin Hill and with Sheldon Creed you know, i think both those guys uh you know they ran pretty well at times, you know, they were both pretty inconsistent, but you know, Austin Hill seems to have the super speedways and, um, Atlanta super speedway figured out. And I think, you know, Sheldon Creed you know, after a year in, as uh, a rookie in the Xfinity series, you know, I think he's going to improve, uh, greatly you know we saw what he was able to do in the truck series for many years and now i think you know with uh, his talent i think he's going to be able to do a whole lot better uh this season in the number two car so uh, i think he actually makes the playoffs this time and i think he maybe gets a winner too uh this season so uh should be should be interesting for uh that team i think you know, they'll have a, a little bit more improvement overall as a team, uh, you know, compared to some of the other uh, you know, contenders and um, you know, this series that's not as uh you know, it doesn't have a whole lot of star power in it really when you you consider things, but they do have a ton of drivers who are, you know, probably gonna be in cup, you know, within a few years. So that's definitely, you know, a lot of things to think about there. And then uh, I'll look at, you know, Cole Custer. I think he, like you said earlier, I think he does a lot better in Xfinity uh, than he, you know, did in the Cup Series. Um, go back to his win last year at Auto Club, and then you also go back to his uh, first win back in Homestead all the way back in 2017. You know, he dominated uh, that event very, very thoroughly and was, you know, um, the winner in that um, race by like 10 seconds or at least. He had a 10-second lead at some point during that race, and it's um, pretty good for, you know, driver. With not a whole lot of experience at that time, so I think you know he'll be a lot better fit in this you know in this series, and I think um you know Josh Berry or not Josh Berry but um, Cole Custer I think be uh, a lot more you know competitive uh and you know Stuart Haas definitely help you know him in his future as Stuart Haas, you know, if he stays in the Xfinity series, or if they bring him back into the Cup series, or, you know, or even if he jumps to another team to try to get back in the Cup, I think, you know, that's something definitely to, uh, consider there, so, you know, got to look at those guys, uh, Colleague as well, you know, Chandler Smith, uh, you know, really good in, in trucks the last couple of years, can he, um, you know, bring some of that to 16, you know, replacing A.J. Allmendinger, so should be interesting to watch, uh, him, how, he, you know, he, runs in that series. Um you know he's got uh, you know good good teammates around him. Daniel Hemrick, solid, you know, champion teammate there. And then of course the ten uh college car that's gonna rotate around throughout the year. He's gonna have Kyle Bush as somebody to lean on for experience. Almondinger, um, you know, Austin Dylan, Justin Haley, Landon Castle. So uh, I think throughout the year he's gonna have a lot of experience to lean on for uh support and help uh, as he goes throughout his rookie season. So um, yeah I think, you know, the Xfinity series and you know, we lost a little bit of the competitiveness, you know, after some of the drivers graduating onto uh the Cup series, but you know, at the same time, I uh, think it should be a, you know, pretty interesting uh and, you know, you know, think the racing will definitely be as good as it was and as good as it's ever been in the Xfinity series for sure.
0: Yeah, I would I would think so. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue this year uh after a couple of those big dogs have left. Um I, uh, you didn't, you, you mentioned your, you said Josh Barry and, uh, what's it called? Justin, Josh, Allgaier. Justin Allgaier. Yeah. And then, uh, who else are you looking at for your final four?
1: So, I mean, yeah, looking in my final four, I said, uh, Barry, uh, All, Allgaier, And I'm actually typing this out myself right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to put, uh, Jayon Hunter Nemechek I think I think he's you know done really good in the truck series and um you know I think in a Gibbs car I think he's really good so I'm gonna put him in his uh you know in in the final four and then uh, this one's a little bit tougher but uh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put um it's tough but yeah I'm gonna put Sammy Smith I think Sammy Smith is really good as a rookie so it's gonna be a you know uh Junior Sports split, Gibbs split in the Xfinity series, and I think that's you know kind of reflective of how it's been the last couple of years. So, yeah, you know, Sammy Smith as a rookie making it to the Final Four, I think it's been really impressive. And John Hunter Unicek, Justin Algari, Josh Berry, Final Four this year in Xfinity. And champion, I'll go with Josh Berry as champion.
0: Well, that's interesting because that's who I'm picking to <laughs> win the championship to. Uh, and bias, no bias, that's who I figure is the most likely uh he has he's experienced he's now got the understanding of these tracks he's he's been in it for however many years so i mean it's i think he goes and gets that championship for sure uh, this year so that's one uh looking at some of the other drivers i'm gonna say that i mean i i also agree that john hunter goes and Uh, gets into the final four so he makes it so one that's one chevy one toyota i will go out and say cold custard makes the final four again um returning to the xfinity series so right now i have full representation one out of every manufacturer there and then my fourth driver let's see here so i've already said uh Yeah, so Bills, Xfinity picks, Josh Berry. So Berry, JHN, Custer, and my wild card for the final four will be Sheldon Creed. Um, After a tough year last year, uh, he goes and makes the progress. He's done this his whole entire stock car career, really. After usually struggling the first year, the second year, he takes a big step forward. He won the Truck Series Championship in his second year. He won an ARCA Championship that way. I think it goes that in that same path for Xfinity, for Sheldon Creed. But, of course, we both have uh, picked and doubled down on Josh Berry. So, uh, hopefully, Josh Berry comes through for us. Uh, um, it'd be a bummer if he doesn't. But um, that's who we think uh, Berry no, that's not Barry. Barry uh, has his uh, Barry champ equals champ. So he learned from last year and the mistakes they made in that final race to um go and get through and get old Joombug another title with one of his good buddies um coming through after all those years of hard work. So that's Xfinity. Now let's move to the trucks. Now trucks is going to be really convoluted. Uh, it's, there's, I mean, there's still plenty of moving parts in this deal. The big pieces are Kyle Busch Motorsports reduces their team to essentially two, two trucks that are theoretically Kyle Busch Motorsports, but they have a connection to a third. They'll be running Chevys. Of course, uh, Kyle Busch will be running the Ford truck, which will be driven by Chase Purdy who's definitely nowhere near as good as Brock Purdy. Uh, you'll have Nick Sanchez, the Arca Series champion, with Rev Racing. They'll be, in a, they'll be connected, working together in that second full-time truck. And then Kyle Busch will be running limited races in his 51. You, know, you have the defending series champion, Zane Smith, who's essentially Ford's entire driver development program, returning to try to defend his X ex- or truck series championship while running limited races in both Xfinity and cup. You have door sport, which will, which is return to Ford again, and they will run. They'll run Haley Deegan and get rich Lucius as, uh, the crew chief for her and the number 13. Then trying to go and see here, whatever the other drivers that, uh, that, uh, Door Sport, what changes they have. They'll, I'm Connor Jones, who's a young kid, will um, will be running limited races. Ty Majewski uh, will now run the number 98 instead of the 66. Matt Crafton, for the 157th year in a row, will be driving the Menards uh, truck. It'll be a Ford with Shane Wilson. Uh, so, that, so those two are staying the same. The Ben Rhodes will have Jared Prince to be his crew chief long. He's long time had Rich Lucius. So the former truck series champion will have a new crew chief this year. Then we go into some of these other drivers and, uh, yeah, Jack Wood is going to run a, a good, uh, amount of race. I think about 10 races for Kyle Busch in that 51. So that'll be something to look at gms of course you know legacy motor club is that's maury gallagher's part of maury gallagher's deal but gms is expanded in the truck series to now three full-time trucks from two uh, jack wood last year spent most of the year crashing and being terrible uh he goes to kyle bush and in comes Raja Karuth, who finished in the top five in ARCA points. He'll have Chad Walter as his crew chief. You know, no changes on the 23 Grand Enfinger. they will have Jeff Hensley as his crew chief. And then the 43 will be Daniel Dye, moving up from ARCA. And so they'll have three full time trucks in that, uh, in, in that camp. Nice Motorsports, Carson Hosevar, who um, Brett Griffin hates with a passion. We'll be back with uh, Phil Gould and Worldwide Express as their full-time sponsor. Mike Hillman Jr. goes to the second truck, which will now be the number 41, and be run by a a variety of drivers, including Ross Chastain and uh, Travis Pastrana at Daytona, to be uh, along with others. McAnally Hilgeman changes their uh, driver lineup completely, and they will, or they add, One full-time truck, now they have two. Uh, Jake Garcia will be uh, racing the majority of the races. Clyde will be driving at Daytona this week. Chad Norris is the crew chief. The 19 will see Christian Eckes after being at uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports and Toyota. Will move over and run the 19 Napa Chevy, um, replacing Derek Krause, who moves to Young's Motorsports and their... And looking for sponsorship with the possibility of running more races there other pieces is uh the what's called tricon garage uh essentially which is gill d g r crosley or whatever the hell they were called last year i don't, I don't even remember David and racing, I think it was last year right or or i don't know yeah
1: that was uh, d g r crosley last year
0: yeah d g r crosley so and then the gray family um they are now tricon garage. Uh, you have going through all these. So the number one will have um, a mix of drivers. William Sowelich, as I mentioned earlier, Jesse Love, two uh, prospect drivers. They'll be driving the number one uh, along with a list of other people. Dean Thompson, who was a waste of time at Nice, will now waste a seat at Tricon Garage. Corey Heim is uh, their lead driver uh, moving into the what will be the number eleven. Then you have Tanner Gray sticking around for the number fifteen, and uh, number seventeen uh, will uh, run with Tanner Gray or Taylor Gray. Who uh, and with li- li- what do you call a few a majority of the races? It says Sammy Smith's going to run at Daytona. So looking at that, and of course Chad Johnson is still listed as a crew chief on the J-Ski site, but he's in Cup. And it lists Tricon Garage and Toyota, but Taylor Gray's sponsor is Ford. So that's that's funny. Uh, They got a lot of players there, a lot of different drivers to look at in that organization. But really, it's all about, I think, for them, I mean, moving to Toyota, of course, uh, becoming the lead Toyota program and uh and essentially a feeder system uh it's about Corey heim what is he going to do this year after winning rookie of the year in the truck series last year for kyle Busch? and then uh who, who else yeah it's a dumpster fire tyler ankrum returns to tory racing but we'll have doug randolph uh af- with uh as his crew chief longtime cup crew chief uh, Scott Zipidelli left the organization after six years I don't know where he went um, I don't remember hearing anything to be fair uh, yeah nobody cared yeah, Ryan Vargas will run part-time for the on-point motorsports Toyota team number 30 Stephen Lane the crew chief Brett Holmes will be running full-time the former Arca series champion running for rookie of the year and he gets Jerry Baxter who's won plenty of races and multiple series. So that's a big get for him. And I think that's about it. I mean, no real changes elsewhere, major changes, some manufacturer things. But when you get into it, the manufacturer doesn't really matter. It's just the body style because the engine's the same. So um, I'll start off with my picks for the final four, and then I'll let you, Josh, kind of get into what you're looking at for the truck series season this year and your picks. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Ty Majeski makes the final four again. Uh, he did last year and he he was making progress and he did wreck in the race in the final race, but I do think he's likely to go and, and make it again. I'll also say Zane Smith will get yet another opportunity in the final four. Every year he's been in the truck series, he's made the final four. So likely his last year in the series, he'll make it to have a chance to defend his title. After that, we have to include a Chevy of some sort. Uh, there's so many of them, and that's that's the interesting one. Who do I who do I pick? I yeah, I want to go with that one, but I think it's kind of risky. Uh, I'll I'll just go safe. I'll go Grant Enfinger as the third pick for me, and then my fourth choice will be Corey Heim. So one Toyota, one Chevy, two Fords. And I will say that Zane Smith will repeat as the truck series champion um, and move forward to where whatever he's going to be doing, whether it's Cup for Stuart Haas or Cup for Roush or Cup for Front Row or whoever, or go to the Xfinity series or whatever it's going to be. I think Zane Smith... Will defend his Truck Series championship, so I'll add those in while uh, you give us your thoughts, Josh, on the 2023 Truck Series season.
1: Yeah, I mean this is going to be a you know interesting year in the Truck Series. Obviously, you know, one contender from previous years, Kyle Busch Motorsports, kind of going through a change of scenery now. You know they got completely you know facelift with, of course, Kyle Busch going over uh, to RCR racing. So, um, they're switching over to Chevy, got two new drivers. Um, it's going to be, you know, interesting year for that team and think, yeah they're going to go through a lot of, uh, kind of growing pains as they, um, sort of, uh, rebuild or well, you know, transition over from Toyota and TRD support, uh, over to Chevy. Uh, but you know, they still have opportunities for Kyle Busch to go out and win races, but, Um, so, I mean, any, I still pick him in any race that he, uh, tries to, uh, enter in, but, you know, uh, should be interesting there. Um, of course you, you got all the other teams, the regulars, uh, throughout, uh, throughout the field, you know, you've got, um, like you mentioned, uh, Zane Smith, uh, Christian Eckes, uh. You know, changing to McNally Racing, you've got Derek Krause going to Young's Motorsports. Uh, Grant Infinger, you know, always a steady driver. Roger Carruth being a rookie this year. Um, you know, De Benedetto still uh, racing in the truck series. Uh, Ryan Vargas is going to do a couple of races here and there, uh, you know, expanding and in the trucks. Um you know, niece uh motorsports. You've got both Chastain brothers driving uh for the 41 at different points of the season. Uh Travis Pissana is gonna be in the car for a bit. Carson Hosevar, you know, um you know he had an interesting year last year. Um can he be better, you know, improve upon what he you know did last year um in that car. Stuart Friesen, of course, always a solid guy uh in this series. Uh, Matt Crafton, you know, forever going to be a um, the mainstay veteran in this series um, until he decides to hang it up. Ty McJeskey, Ben Rhodes, of course, uh, those guys are always going to be reliable. So, you know, you got a pretty reliable set of drivers once you kind of look through the field. Um, I mean, in terms of, you know, competitive drivers, I mean, there's not too many, but, you know, you have a solid uh, amount that I think could make the playoffs. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, you know, interesting year, I think, you know, especially some, you know, we have a, a lot of change in some of these teams and of course, um, you know, KBMs, uh, changing over, you know, different manufacturer, different, you know, support and everything. So, um, there might be some differences there and obviously, you know, they, I don't think their drivers outside of Kyle Busch, uh, are, are as talented as they, they were before. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, maybe a little bit different in some ways, but, um, you know, I think. My final four uh, for this series, I think, um, you know, I'm going to put Ben Rhodes making in the final four. I think he's just always going to make the final four. Um, You know, I'm going to put Carson Hosovar. I think I liked what he saw out out of him this or last year. And I think he uh, can convert a lot of those uh, second place finishes, top fives that he got. I think he can convert at least a couple of those into wins. Uh, So I think, you know, he's probably good for at least two wins, I think, in this series. Um, you know, I'm going to put, uh, let's see, got those two, um, you know, I'm put Ty Majewski. So I'll agree with you, Ty Majewski, um, making, making it into the final four. Uh, and then also, you know, I'll put, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you Say, uh, that Zane Smith goes into the final four as well. So, um, pretty similar there. I think, you know, I think the truck series is a little bit more i um, not going to say predictable, but um, certainly it's easier to pick the names out of a hat for the championship than maybe in the uh, Cup Series for sure or in the Xfinity Series. But, you know, I think, you know, some good names, you know, names that have been there before, you know, plus a uh, newer guy in Josvar, I think um, people are going to see, you know, I think he's going to kind of have that same career arc Ross Chastain has had um, in a way and kind of have kind of the year chastain had last year in the cup series i think that'll be uh what joseph has uh this season so um look out for him on the racetrack uh you know later on this year and then oh yeah and then of course the champion right uh you know uh i mean it's tough but you know i'm gonna go with ben rhodes so um you know you had zane smith repeating and you all know, uh bookend Zane Smith's first title with two Ben Rhodes titles and another uh, post-race media center uh, drink off with uh, Bud Light and him getting trashed on that.
0: Blitz or whatever cheap beer that they have offered—it doesn't really matter. It's Ben Rhodes. Um, You could literally—I mean, whatever. He—he's pretty soft on that one, but you pick two guys to get a second championship. Uh, My case, I picked. Yeah, well, I picked Kevin Harvick to become a two-time champion and Zane Smith to become a repeat champion. So we will see how those picks come off and we have them saved. So it's all out there. Uh, news in the world of IndyCar and Formula One. Uh, there have been testing today at uh, Sebring for IndyCar. Roman Grosjean and uh, Kyle Kirkwood end up 1-2. Callum Lot. Is the fastest Chevy runner. Uh, there's only uh, the Junco Hollander team and Ed Carpenter, while uh, Will Powers running the uh, hybrid unit. So he was uh, learning power to do any hybrid testing on Tuesday. So he he didn't really get any major. He had there was mechanical issues outside of the hybrid unit, supposedly based on David Malsher and Motorsport.com. Marcus Armstrong, who's had been testing for Chip Ganassi. Um, of course he'll be running this year on the road courses, uh, fourth D Francesco fifth. So three Andretti autosport cars there. Colton Herta was the slowest of the four. Interesting. Uh, uh sandwich in between the Ed Carpenter cars of Daly and VK dailies have got a busy week. He'll be testing, uh, But today is Monday, then he'll be testing on Tuesday. And Wednesday night, he will be jumping in a Cup Series car, trying to qualify for the Daytona 500. Uh, He's already put it out there on his own podcast. He doesn't think that they're going to have enough speed, and he's going to have to essentially pull a Hail Mary in the duels to get into the 500. But that car last year did get into the 500 Cas Grala. So, you know, possibility there. And so IndyCar, they got that test going on and uh to, to racing all an road and street cars yeah so uh, nick cassidy is gonna uh, jump in the car one of one of the ganassi cars so and so that'll be interesting to see cassidy is a former uh, super formula champion and he's been running in formula e the last few years he's run in dtm world endurance championship ferrari uh well DTM was with AF Corsa, so and also use or yeah the DTM was with Red Bull and then they AF Corsa ran uh him in uh in GTs but so however so that's also a thing um yeah there's a lot of intrigue with Ganassi of course because the number ten car is going to be open next year or after this year because Palo likely moves to uh, the McLaren team. So that'll be something to look at. And, I mean, Armstrong is there. They're looking at other Formula 2 guys. So that'll be something. Uh, we'll go and look at that. So, yeah, that's IndyCar news uh, for now. Essentially, um, Callum lot out saying uh, that uh, they should be able to get a podium. I don't know if we mentioned yeah Katherine Legg got announced last week to make a IndyCar return with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan so that's uh that's good to see uh for her yeah, she's got commitments to Honda of course she's working her and Sheena Monk are running the Acura in GTD uh go through some of these other ones, yeah. Verizon, Penske, multi-year extension, not shocking, Canon. So yeah, that's, that's basically the news for Indy and in formula one. Josh, I uh, can get back in, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, previews or, or re- reveals for, um, what is it? Alpha Tori last week. Yeah. Hosco and run in the car McLaren today. Yeah. Um, Whatchamacall. Williams ran, shook, did a shakedown of their FW45. uh Alfa Romeo showed their car a few days ago. Aston Martin showed their car today. When you look at it a lot, most of these teams kind of have a lot of similarities. There's not really much deviation. Um, we'll see what Mercedes brings to the table here in a couple of days. But did you see anything in terms of the any of those reveals that stood out to you?
1: Um, I mean, just looking at these in general, um, you know, I think not really, I mean, I think you're right that, you know, they're all kind of, they all kind of look the same for the most part. I mean, I haven't really, um, seen, you know, too much, um, that would suggest otherwise, but I mean, I, I guess from a livery standpoint, you know, paint scheme, I mean, um, it looks like, you know, for the most part, um, they're all kind of the same color scheme. Looks like, you know, Alpha Tori doing something a little bit different with their color scheme compared to the previous years, a little bit more red uh, than what they had in the past couple of years. Um, You know, McLaren, of course, um, continuing to add more sponsors and more sponsors uh, compared to what they've had in the past. And, um, you know, I think sponsors covering more on the car than, than the orange, Um, you know, the other, you know, other teams, uh, Aston Martin, um, you know, funny, funny how uh, Alonso was calling, uh, Lance Stroll a championship driver and then he also says that uh Aston Martin will be in the title hunt but not this year um which is uh I think just him trying to pump up the team and not necessarily the reality of that team they're not really a title contender I think in Formula One it'd be very hard to see them uh be a title contender as they are right now uh but you know McLaren of course you know there looks like they're um expecting a huge uh you know improvement from you know what what they were last year and in previous years and it looks like you know they're trying to crack the top four in formula one kind of um you know they've been in the midfield and kind of in that sandwich of um you know midfield cars and the you know fifth sixth seventh place of uh f1 teams and you know they're trying to be better and get into that top four We'll see, you know, if Lando Norris can get a win this year. Um, but, I mean, yeah, other than that, um, you know, technically, I mean, I haven't really been able to see too much there. But, um, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see how um, some of these other reveals come out. You know, we haven't seen Ferrari yet, and we haven't seen Mercedes yet. So I think I'll have a better idea of, you know, what these cars are going to look like and, you know, what they're going to do as a series, um, you know, once those teams make their reveals, uh, you know, later on. Rose
0: grows there. I don't know if it's on my end or you're freezing, but you're definitely frozen there.
1: Uh, uh, your
0: picture is, at least. Uh, um,
1: I'm good. I mean, well, my my camera is good, uh, but you froze for a second. So. It kind of
0: happened earlier. Um, yeah, so we'll move on. Uh, in terms of the GSP roundup, we'll go and move on and uh, get into Formula E. So we've got... Uh, Formula E was in India this past weekend and uh, saw John Eric Verne go and win for the DS Penske organization. So that'll be, uh, that was a good, uh performance after what has been a struggle so far this year or this season for formula for the DS Penske team in Hyderabad, Uh Track layup and unimpressed I'm by facilities. What a shocker, uh, it being in India. Um, and I say that as somebody whose who's family's from there. Uh, the podium or the results saw John Eric Vern win by four tenths of a second over Nick Cassidy. Antonio Felix Costa finished fourth, Sergio Sete Camara for Neo. Um, uh, not Neo the singer. Uh, they finished fifth. Might be their best finish in a long time. For It's been a long, long time for them. They struggled. Oliver Rowland, uh saves a Mahindra deal for the the home team, one of the home teams. Uh, gets a sixth-place finish. Norman Nato, seventh for Nissan, defending world champion Stoffel Van Dorn, eighth, Andre Lauderer. Ninth for Andretti Autosport, and then Maserati's Eduardo Motara rounds out the top 10. The McLaren team, Rene Rast and JQs had uh, issues. Sam Bird and Mitch Evans. Sam Bird got into it with Mitch Evans, and uh, they took each other out while they were up front. So the Jaguar team is sponsored by uh, TCS. So that's another Indian sponsor. And of course, Jaguar is Indian-owned uh, brand now. Dick Tantrum fell out, and Kelvin uh was uh, also out of the race. Yeah, Mitch Evans led the first six laps, and Buemi and Vern, uh swapped the lead a little bit until Vern took it over and basically led the second half of the e Pre. So that's the fastest lap, and Nico Muller looks like, yeah, Nick, Nico Muller had the fastest lap. Yeah. Interesting, Nico Muller finished 11th in the race. So there is that trying to look for the points there, but they don't have it. We'll just go to Formula E points. They'll be going yeah, their the next race will be in uh South Africa. So that'll um or not South Africa, yeah, I might be going and getting myself screwed up here with one of their yeah, it is South Africa. Okay, good. So in a couple of weeks' time, they'll be in South Africa, then a month break till Brazil and Sao Paulo, and then another month between that race and the Berlin double header. and things start to kind of pick up after that for Formula E. The uh, points so far right now uh, is sees Pascal Verlein leading by 18 points over Jake Dennis, who didn't score... Any points on Saturday. So he won the first race and got fastest lap. Verline has won two races this year. John Eric Verne, after only having six points so far in the through three races, has now vaulted up to third, tied with Sebastian Buemi, who's, um, I don't know what that is. So tied with 31. So they're 50, was 49 points behind uh, Verline at the moment? So it's uh, pretty much, I mean, after Dennis and Verline are in their own crowd of world, and then you have a lot of these drivers, essentially from John Eric Verne till Antonio Felix da Costa is only 10 points. And then you have Luca Degrassi from Mahindra, who only scored at the first race of the season in Mexico. He has 18 points. He's in 10th. So interesting look there. The teams, the Porsche, Tag Heuer Porsche team is 20, 23 points ahead of Avalanche Andretti. So they're the, they're the Porsche customer. Oh, that's an interesting dynamic there. Envision, who's the Jaguar customer uh, team, is in third. Neo McLaren, which uh, runs Nissan's uh, power unit, is ahead of the Nissan factory team. Jaguar TCS crashed themselves out of a big haul of points. Uh, DS Penske in sixth, double points haul there. Mahindra, seventh. Neo, 333, three, three, eighth. Nissan, Maserati, and then the new apt Cupra team that is uh, running with Mahindra power units. They haven't scored a point yet so far in the Formula E Championship in twenty twenty two twenty three, 23 move to the uh World Rally Championship to see former world champion 2019 world champion Ott win for M Sport Ford the first win for the Ford and program for M Sport since Sebastian v- um Sebastian Vettel of course there's so many Sebastians I win uh Sebastian uh Loeb Going and winning Rally Monte Carlo last year over Sebastian Ogier, who won Rally Monte Carlo this year. Otanak uh, goes and wins that race. Uh, it'll be a month between now and their next race for Rally Mexico. We've got basically a month between races here and there uh, as it stands. So Tanak gets the victory and uh, finishes, and uh, Craig Breen. Finishes second for Hyundai, Thierry Neuville third, Cali Rovampera defending world champion fourth, Elfin Evans had a chance, he had a chance to go and win this, Uh, Breen also, um, Evans finishes fifth, so two Hyundais, two Toyotas, the second Ford of Pierre-Louis Loubet finished sixth, so that's, uh, and the top uh, rally two cars, Oliver Solberg finished uh, eighth overall. So that's the, that's the standings right now. Atenek early in the season leads by three points over Cali Rovampara, nine over Thierry Neuville and uh, 12 on Alfred Evans. So that's, uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, Lappy ran both races so far. Uh, He's 14 points out of fourth. Uh, We had MotoGP uh, testing, uh, over this past week, we got some supercars uh, testing going on with their new Gen Three uh, cars, which is a new Camaro and the Mustang. Uh, looking at that, seeing what they can do or what they're gonna have going on. Uh, MotoGP first preseason tests saw a lot of Ducati uh, power and speed. Yamaha having a new power, uh, new engine, and it being an improvement helping with top or straight line speed for Fabio Quattararo, but having issues in terms of qualifying. Uh, yeah, Ducati. Yeah, so, yeah, Ducati is definitely um, in a good uh, position. Uh, the leaders are good for the which Alex Marquez might, like, yeah. So uh, that's something, either we do something or Ducati can finish in top six on the championship Ali Shaspargro, Yamaha particular good vibe. so certain issues with the bike, but Fabio Quatorro might be able to uh extract the most out of that, and even Franco Morbidelli um showing a little more speed, but uh it'll be interesting. I think the fact that they're going to have sprint races every race will help the Yamaha program more than other. Uh, factories. Honda's got struggled. They're on the struggle bus, and Mark Marquez, even though he's as healthy, has been in a few years. Um, they're gonna they, they're gonna have a hard time. And um, Aprilia looks like they're in a good position with their factory uh, organization. Uh, with Alicia Spargo, of course, finished third last year in points. And Maverick Vinales looking very motivated. Uh, KTM having. Um, having struggles even with some of the adjustments. Uh, now they have Brad Binder and Jack Miller together, but they got, uh, they're got they not showing a lot of speed uh, right now. So that'll be something to look at as we go forward well, for in the second test and what they're able to do, uh, what some of these manufacturers are able to do. And yep, so we'll move on from that. Speed Weeks, let's go into that, Josh. Uh, we'll, we made our overall season picks, but we'll get into the Daytona 250 uh, Truck Series race. What is it? Next Era Energy 250, whatever. Two Jason Whites. Uh, Parker Cligerman will be running uh, this this race. Uh, what is it? They don't, uh, Johnny Sauter is driving for that G2G team. So there's 36. There's 42 trucks, or 42 for 36 spots. I don't, I don't know who the open. I, I figure Parker Kligerman, Clay Green, Greenfield, Todd Peck, Cody Robar. Just four, that's at least four of them right there. Um, uh, in terms of the uh, the non-points or the, the uh, limited schedule people. So that's for Tyler Ankrum. Ankrum, that's a good job. On the um, entry list, uh, Johnny Sauter—that's another one. I think he can fall back on a past champion provisional or something like that. I don't know if that's still a thing, uh, but there's possibilities there. The questionable. Well, Reum Brothers had fire, had that big fire, so we'll see what can happen, what they'll be able to do. Uh, Brett Holmes, I think, probably bought points from somebody else. Brian Doza, the FDNY team, that somebody has to qualify on speed, make the top 32. And then there's Joshua Rayum instead of Josh Rayum. He'll be driving the 22 for AM racing. So, and I'm not sure how many of the Tricon vehicles are, have points and or not. Bill Colonel burn is his crew chief for Sammy Smith. That's interesting. Uh, some names I haven't seen in a long time. Brad Means is a crew chief for Spencer Boyd. That's pretty cool. Uh, Scott Zipidelli. Okay, so there you go. There's my answer. Scott Zibidelli moved to Tricon uh, Garage. So he'll be working with Corey Heim. Uh, kind of makes my pick for him uh, look even better. Uh, Corey LaJoy is going to try to make it uh, with the Spire Motorsports team with Bono as his crew chief and let's see danny stockman is a crew chief for nick sanchez um, i mean he's stockman's won the truck series annex Any series championship there so in terms of i'll go first because of course the algorithms had to sit on ice for a while zane smith won this race last year ben rhodes has won this race it's it's basically a crapshoot. I'll uh, I mean Corey Lejoy has to qualify on speed or else he's probably going home, which I, I have a hard time believing they will because that truck every time they came out last year was really fast. You know, usually in these truck races random stuff happens. Uh trying to s- look at this and look at this field. I know that for Craft and he's for years he's driven Daytona. And he's been looking for that Daytona win, but I just don't. I don't think it. It's in the cards uh, this year. I Joe Shears won this race many times with Johnny Sauter, but uh, I don't see Ty Jeski doing it. I mean, I, I. It's it's so random this freaking race. And I mean, Clyde is in this race, so there's a strong possibility there. He'll get that Hendrick engine. Um, I really don't know. I mean, this is just crazy. Who to pick? Um, I, I I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go with Brett Holmes. I'm just it's because he has Baxter as his crew chief. There's Chevy. There's a lot of Chevys to draft with. Uh I, I think Brett Holmes wins. Uh, he has experience in Arca uh, running there, and he's won that championship. Random winners have been the case at. At Daytona, uh, at least sometimes in recent years, like John King and others. I think my wild card selection, um, I mean, that's essentially a wild card as it is. But the wild card pick for me to do something of, of value, I kind of had with Corey LeJoy. I probably really wanted to pick, I kind of wanted to pick Corey LeJoy to be fair. So I'll just reverse it and I'll say he's a wild card. So I'm picking Brett Holmes to win. Corey Joy as a wild card, kind of stretching it a little bit. But still, in the grand scheme, they're not a full-time operation in the truck series. Uh, Josh, uh, who are you looking at for the uh, truck series to win and wild card and whatever? What's the algorithm speaking to the uh, Tate-Fogelman algorithm since (laughs) that It might
1: apply here. Uh
0: chose correctly chose Tate Fogelman a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um I mean my personal opinion first, uh I mean I think for me personally, um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Chase Elliott winning the truck series race on on Friday night. I think it's an easy pick there and you know he's uh really good in the truck series, or at least, you know, uh plate racing in general. Um, I think uh, a wild card. Uh, you know, I think a wild card pick here in this series is uh Travis Pastrana. You know, he's in the forty-one this weekend. You know, Travis uh, preparing for the Daytona Five Hundred. You know, a couple of years ago, or well, not a couple of years ago, more like a decade ago. You know, he was going out in the Xfinity series or back when it was the nationwide series and made his NASCAR debut in the 60 car and had a fairly solid debut there and missed a, you know, bunch of wrecks, you know, late in the going. So, um, you know, until the last lap crash there, but in that race, but you know, he had a solid debut in NASCAR back then. So yeah, why not pick him as a, a wild card for this weekend, uh, in, Uh, the truck series on Friday night. So uh, you have that. And then you the algorithm, the Tate Fogelman algorithm, making the comeback here or the return here on the GSP. So go ahead and make that pick here Uh, in the truck series right now. And it picks the 45. uh, So number four. Lawless Allen. There you go. Lawless Allen. That's a Daytona winner right there.
0: Yeah. Um, And he has one of the greatest names in the history of man. Uh, Just, um, yeah, I know you said Travis Pastrana, so now you're kind of doubling down with Nice Motorsports guys, but who did you say as your official winner again? My official
1: winner is Chase Elliott.
0: Okay, so Clyde. So here we go. So we'll go and put that in there. The picks, uh, William Clyde Elliott, two to win. Pastrana as as a wild card and then the algorithm and then okay wild card algorithm pick is law lawless allen so a lot of uh, nice motorsports there so interesting to see how that'll all work out and we'll see if we are anywhere near it a lot of chevys were picking here i don't three chevys on your end and then in my side i picked two Chevys. So, a Ford's probably Ford or Toyota's going to win probably after all of that. The Xfinity series, um I'll let you go first Josh in regards to that the yeah, I'm not even going to say that freaking stupid name. Uh the Daytona 300 six cars are going to fail to qualify. Uh they got 44 for uh 38 spots. Trying to look at some of these people here, if they have any errors on this uh entry list like they did on the truck series one. Well, at least we know there's a couple of guys that are gonna cause cautions here. You have you have uh Blaine Perkins, who's kind of mediocre. Jade Buford is gonna be driving in the a second big McKine records trucks or car. So that'll be something. Uh David Starr, who's just a running caution himself. You got Awuji and CJ McLaughlin so those two guys and and Kyle Sieg isn't in oh, the Kyle Sieg isn't in this race. Uh, interesting. Um, Ryan Sieg is going to have to qualify on time because he put Joe Graf Jr. in the 39. Uh, that's cute. Um, Kyle Sieg is in the race. Okay. So there's another one that's going to cause a caution. That's lovely. So uh, Josh, uh, you can go first. Let us know. Who do you think uh, on your end uh, for winner wild card and, what does Tate Fogelman say?
1: Yeah, I like how we're referring to the AI as a real person now. So I like yeah. it. No, um, for my pick in this series, um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go chalk here and go with Justin Allgaier, the number seven, uh, winning at Daytona here this weekend in the Xfinity Series. Um,
0: would be his first win yeah, at Daytona. It would be
1: his first win, but. You know, I think Chalk, as in, you know, he's always up there in Xfinity. Um, and yeah, kind of, kind of uh, fading the uh, colleague you know party that always happens here at Daytona. But you know, at the same time, I feel like you know colleagues a little bit different this year. So you know, they've got Haley who's won there before. Hemrick, uh, of course, hasn't won in colleague cars yet. And then Chandler Smith, uh, you know, rookie in the series. So it's a little bit different than what they've had uh, in years past. So that's kind of why I'm favoring Junior Motorsports this time around uh, here in this series. Um, wild card. Looking at this, um, it's a lot of. It's like not enough of drivers here in this series to really, you know, say it's a wild card. Um, you know, who's not? There
0: are a lot of wild cards. Yeah, there. That's there exactly there,
1: there are a lot of wild cards, but they're all they're all like a bunch of also rands as well. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's hard. You know, you know, let's let's go with this is tough. You know what? Gray Golding. Why not? Gray Golding.
0: Almost won the July race a couple of years ago in that car. So that's not a or he retaliate one of them Daytona Taliday, he almost won. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Bobby Dotter is known for building good cars for the super speedways. So that isn't really as uh, as out there and i mean he's he's a perfectly all right drafter he's gotten calmer in his older age so if he can get the car to the finish who's to say that he couldn't do it galding wild card and then i wish i had a drum roll um <laughs> for this
1: you want it i don't know if the audio is gonna pick this up but
0: not all. Well, i mean the interesting thing was during your picks for some reason the sound went out Along with all the freezing and all the other stuff that's uh, been going on today. Yeah. But, so at least, uh, I don't know if you're going to get a drop there, but
1: whatever. Uh, it picked. So, I mean, while that happened, the algorithm picked Cold Custard to win. So it got smart.
0: Well, there you go. I was talking about how Ryan Priest kind of proved Tony Stewart and, uh, and uh, Kevin Harvick, right? Well, then Cold Custer, while the, the key kettle's going off here on the side uh maybe want to turn that off uh, cold custard goes and gets the algorithm pick so that that's not as that's that's pretty good um i mean the it's it's usually more fun i mean the lawless allen one really fits the mold of uh, of the uh tate Fogelman algorithm you know i'm doing a podcast here um but mom i'm done with my segment uh, wearing uh, the great John Clayton going and uh, wearing that Slayer shirt. Um, so we'll go with um, yeah, put that in there because it just keeps on going off. I mean, you're so yeah, so algorithm pick is cold custard. All right, so now my picks for this uh, great race. Uh, I mean, going, yeah, going junior motorsports. Is definitely a safe call. Um, I, 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 I mean, I kind of want to do it, but I'm like, eh, got to be a little different. Make it a little more, add a little flavor here. Um, I'm picking Parker Kligerman to win this race, um, in his first race for Big Machine Records. Uh, he is proven uh, to be very good. Yeah. at super speedway racing in a truck and he's won multiple truck races there. So, you know, Kligerman to win. And that's a, that's a, I believe an RCR car as well. So it's not like it's a bad piece. And um, they've had speed at those, at the speedways over time. Jade Buford was able to qualify that car up front. So, you know, put a veteran driver in that car. Why not? And gives himself a lot of momentum towards a possibility of contending for a championship. My wild card pick. I mean, you could just go and pull any number out, and that would be the. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting how they're literally right together. I'll take the guy who won in July and or last last August, and they try to to cancel him and and uh, take the win away, and then they gave it back to him. Uh, Jeremy Clements. Because it is Jeremy Clemens, to be fair. They're a small team and uh, they really only have a couple of cars and they're, they're, you know, patchwork sponsorship. That would be a huge one for the championship. If uh, Jeremy Clemens can start the year with a victory, you know, they probably would, would be partying for so long they might miss the next race uh, if that actually came off. So those are my two. Choices here. We'll just go and add that in. Uh Kligerman to win and uh what do you call Clements wild card? So now the fun one. The great American race, the Daytona 500 I know who I wanna pick um uh, based on my fandom, but I was I've been talking about this since uh I was talking about it with my mom and other people. I'm like, there's only two things in like sport that have had really long uh, dry dry spells in terms of wins and championships. One of course is football, uh, which is brutal for me because that's my favorite sport. And the second one is the Daytona 500. My favorite drive. The last time my favorite driver won the Daytona 500 was when I was seven, and I'm 38 now. Uh, unless you know, maybe it comes off on Sunday. But Davey Allison winning in 1992, the year before that, Ernie Irvin winning uh, for for uh, Morgan McClure Racing. So those were the two times that Daytona 500 uh, came off there. And I'll um, get in the entry list. I also put in who wins the front row and who misses the show. So there's there's actually a few pieces there we have to get into. The person that I pick to win... The daytona 500 and i would have never said this it seems like i'm becoming a mark for this guy but i'm definitely not it just there's just something about it i don't know what it is maybe he's gonna have he's gonna have a gun in his holster and he's gonna forget it's in his car but kyle bush is gonna get over the hump Do the whole Dale Earnhardt 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration crap, or however many years the bastard's been in the season. 18 years, 18, 19 years in the Cup Series, whatever. And he finally wins the Daytona 500. Uh, Kyle Busch in RCR 8 car, the 3 Chai uh, Chevy. The wild card, and I'm going to speak it as it's... I mean it I I've been stretching the wild card because at the end of the day I don't have the algorithms. I have to go and kind of I'm taking liberties. I mean, at the end of the day it's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Uh I'm gonna go my wild card pick, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, one Daryl Walsh Jr. It's not really that wild once you get into the stats, but it is super speedway racing. And when you consider his owner as a three time Daytona five hundred champion and Toyota's are very or quite um, outnumbered. That is a piece there, but if Darrell Walls Jr. has a chance, he did lead a couple, was it two weeks ago at the clash? And I, I'm going to double down on, I'm going to double down on that one too. Mary Bubba Walls seems to be even happier Bubba Walls. And they seem to be in a good state of mind. A lot of good things. Pit crew seems to be in a good place. Darrell Walls Jr. is my wild card for the Daytona 500, uh, finished second in this race, of course, last year. So, uh, yeah, so those are my uh, picks for Daytona. So let me go into the do that. So Phil's Daytona 500 picks, Kai Bush to win, Bubba, Blancart. Now, now the uh, other pieces are who's going to get the front row and who misses the show. Well, the front row... I feel like an open car is going to be on the front row. Uh, really? I, I, don't, I, I, I just have a weird feeling that an open car is going to be on the front row. Uh, but I, um, I'm going to go with this. There's going to be a little bit of symmetry with it. Alex Bowman gets the pole with Blake Harris in his first uh, race as the crew chief with the 48 and uh, Ally Chevy. And the guy who will start on the outside of the front row is the guy that used to drive the 48 car for many years, the two time Daytona 500 winner. His name is Jimmy Johnson in his first race back in a cup car, uh, with the legacy motor club incorporated, whatever in whatever, what do they call works limited? That's it's kind of like the Washington general commander Redskins. That's what legacy motor club is going to be for me this year. I'm saying Alex Bowman and Jimmy Johnson, uh, are the front row so Bowman and uh Johnson? Front row, and then the two cars that will go home from this race on Thursday night after the duels. Uh, this one is actually going to be somewhat there, there is a little bit of difficulty with this one, actually. It's
1: pretty tight, field. Some,
0: it is a really tight field. You're right about that, Josh. I mean, the open cars is probably the best open uh car. Combination uh, list here in in this whole since the this uh, what do you call it, charter system has come along now just to remind everybody as long as you've held on this long the drivers that are open for this race are Chandler Smith who's running the thirteen for Collig, uh Zane Smith who's driving number thirty six for uh, for Front Row Connor Daly for uh, Mayweather Austin Hill. For the uh, Beard team, Travis Pastrana driving for 2311 and the aforementioned seven-time Jimmy Johnson. I already took him out of there because he's going to be on the front row. Now, two cars will get in on speed uh, automatically uh, on Wednesday during the uh, qualifying. I've already said one of them is going to be on the front row, which is extreme, but whatever. Let's have some fun. The two cars that are going to go home. I'm... I I mean it it it, hurt. it hurts me to say this. Um it really does because I'm a fan of both of these drivers, but Connor Daly and Travis Pastrana go home from the Daytona 500 because they both get involved in wrecks and that takes them out the out of the running. I mean Travis is God love him. He's the one of the, he's a brand, he's a modern day evil evil. But I think even for him, this is asking a lot. I know that he's drive. I literally picked one of his teammates to be the wild card to win this race. Tyler Reddick is somebody you have to look at in this race, but you haven't driven a cup car. You haven't run a gen seven car. You have no practice. You have one lap of qualifying and you're going to go out and run in the draft. I mean, that's just insane. Um, uh, the, 50 cars, not fast by any real metric. Uh, maybe it drafts well, but can Connor Daly figure it out and make the moves he needs to? Uh, that's that's my concern. Um, so I'm going Pastrana, Pastrana, and Daly out. I would like to be wrong. I definitely want to be wrong, um, but not at the expense of like Jimmy Johnson going home. That would be pretty ugly. Um, it would be as ugly as most of his Indy car career. Um, but you know, that that's what it's going to be. That's who I think I kind of want to be wrong. And maybe like, you know, Austin Hill and one of them Smith's missed the show, but we'll see what happens with that. Josh, uh, let us know what, uh, Tate Fogelman is saying. Let's see what the Daytona 500 is going to look like on all three of those aspects.
1: Yeah. Well, um, uh... You know i'm gonna start off uh with the reverse order, so I'll start off with who I think is going to get eliminated or actually let me start off with the poll winners first because that comes first before the uh duel and the elimination and all that stuff um but I will agree with you that Alex Bowman wins the poll uh the forty eight slash eighty eight car has basically been on the pole since we or on the front row since twenty sixteen you know going all the way back to Dale jr. and Amelia uh, in that car. So that's about a, almost a, a given there. I mean, if you bet on that, that's gotta be like the surest bet in the entire world, uh, to do that. Um, of course, uh, bet wisely on that if you do, um, and everything. And then the other car that will be on the front row of the Daytona 500, um, is tough, but you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, um, Toyota here. I think they have speed, uh, this speed weeks here on the super speedways, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, Denny Hamlin, uh, on the front row with Alex Bowman. So, you know, a hack and, uh, the, um, FedEx guy. So that's what I'm thinking. And on the front row there, uh, as far as who gets eliminated, uh, I agree with you, uh, with Connor Daly getting eliminated. Uh, this is only a base on speed. I think last year, the 50, you know, they, well, first of all, things got strung out last year and I'm wondering if that's gonna happen again. Um and the fifty was one of the slower teams and I think they did ended up finishing uh a lap down to the leaders, uh, when they tried to make it into the Daytona five hundred. Um they barely made it in. But I think this year it's gonna be a little bit tighter and I think, you know, compared to the rest of the team, I think the, the money team, you know, for um However, rem- you know, even with, uh, Connor Daly, who is a really good racer, you know, I think in the Indy cars, he's definitely proved himself, uh, on the super speedway, you know, on, on the Indianapolis motor speedway, but just, uh, I don't think that even, you know, with Tony Uri Jr. on the, on the box, I think they're just, uh, not going to have enough speed to make it in on the show. And I think they're going to be struggling and on, uh, on Thursday night. Uh, to make it in. So there's my thesis there on the first elimination and then the other one, uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Zane Smith getting eliminated from the uh, duels. uh, I think of course Jimmy Johnson I think he makes it in uh I think Travis Pastrana, I know you said he was going to get eliminated he does have the least amount of experience but at the same time my thinking there is, is that he's also in a 2311 car you know and they're going to give him as much help as he can uh to make it into the uh, 500 so I think um you know he's going to end up running uh fairly good enough to be able to make it into the race so you know I think Zane Smith also you know I think um you know in, Obviously Ford, you know, they have uh you know, very, very uh high amount of focus into the super speedway program as well. But I just think um they're just gonna end up being on the short end of the stick. I think um in terms of speed, I think they may be uh lacking a little bit even with uh being a Ford car and everything like that. So that's my thinking there. And then, uh, for the race itself, uh, you know, I will go on the other end. I will say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that Ryan Blaney wins the Daytona 500. You know, he's been up there in the past before, uh, just hasn't quite closed the deal. You know, last year had a, had a shot at, uh, Austin centric bumper and he got the block. Uh, you know, 2020 was right there, uh, with Ryan Newman before the big crash happened, and barely got edged by uh, Denny Hamlin that year. Or so, in 2018, he was in the lead for a good portion of that race before he got crashed uh, late uh, in the going there. So, that's what I'm thinking for the winner. Uh, wild card. I mean, it's hard, like you said earlier, it's hard to say who's actually wild card these days in the, the, the Cup Series. But you know what? I'm going to go with uh, the algorithm pick from last year that made you throw up and pick Noah Gregson uh, to go and. Uh, be the wild card pick Seen him race at daytona last year in the 62 you know I, why not do it again for jimmy johnson in the legacy motor club um as a wild card so there's my thinking there and then of course the almighty algorithm pick I'm going go ahead and uh, put it in here here in a second um and it picks uh corey lajoy uh, to go out and win the Daytona 500. So, um, and it's actually, could happen. I mean, Corey LaJoy I think, you know, he's a good super speedway racer and of course, uh, had a chance. I mean, it was Atlanta, but he was up front there at Atlanta, uh, back in the fall. So could, could happen. And you know, why not on a super speedway? He's a perfect guy that could be the algorithm pick. I think, um, fits for the algorithm pick for sure.
0: I'll tell you what, if they, <laughs> I was talking, we were talking about parties. If, if Corey LaJoy and inspire, when they've only won one race in their existence, that was Justin Haley, out a few years ago, in the Coke Zero 400. And a uh, big deal for that organization. If Corey LaJoy wins that race, I have a hard time believing he will make it to wherever the hell the next race is. Uh, they have... I have to check what the schedule is for the Cup Series. I forgot what the schedule is. I have to see, yeah. So they it's Auto Club... Um, they're probably going to have to bring him on a helicopter or in a private plane. He's going to be like mummified. I think it'll be like the, uh, what are they? What was it? The, uh, what was the movie where the dude got lost on the, on the top of the roof of the hotel? It was a wedding, not the wedding. Uh, it was the buddy comedy. The one with, uh, um, was Zach Galifianakis being the weirdo. And then, uh, you had, uh,
1: oh the hangover Uh, the hangover yeah the
0: hangover yeah so i feel like uh he's gonna be the guy left on the top of the roof uh skip flores is gonna be phil um just a cool dude trying to go and pull it off considering that, that that jonathan whatever that or the guy that used to be on the um blame the glass case of emotion is part of the stacking pennies podcast. So he can be the Galifianakis. And then I think Jonathan Merriman is in there too. who's another kind of toolish character. So he could be an Ed Helms, uh, character in that. So I feel like if that comes off, I I'd sign for that personally. I think Corey LaJoy would be crying from his dad would be there by could be a, a big celebration. Uh, it would turn the whole entire series on its head because Spire gets a spot in the playoffs. (laughs) And uh, uh, that would be something I would, uh, I kind of want to, it was kind of what I was hoping for, for a few years ago with Brendan gone to go and hit that big, big number, but we will see, Uh, put it in accurately in our picks, Tate picks Corey LaJoy. So um, that would be the headline. Uh, Two out of three definite crazy ones. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's Daytona. So we'll be back um, next week, and we'll go over all of that uh, for sure. So get through that. We've gotten through it. So, Josh, I'm going to open up the floor to you. You're talking about the iRacing Daytona 500. Uh Please let us know what your preparations are like with the GSP car and um, what you're looking for from that race, and et cetera, et cetera. Give us the information and what else is going on in the world of sim racing.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's really going to be focused this week, uh, racing in the iRacing uh, Daytona 500 uh, this weekend. Um, looking at the schedule, um, I think the first – I mean, it's going to go through Wednesday or, or Thursday through, uh, uh, Sunday, but I mean, really the, the best times, uh, to try to, uh, try to compete in this, uh, sim race, probably Friday night, uh, sometime during Saturday, either like around 12 PM or like, you know, five or something like that. Um, or on Sunday morning at 10 AM or at, uh, 9 PM on Sunday evening after the race. Uh, so, you know, really, um, Preparation just gonna be try to just get in as many much seat time as I can, you know, with um, the next gen car. Trying to just get experience with the draft and everything, you know, with the Indy Five Hundred last year, I and mean, you know, I was a lot more controlled my destiny and everything. And um, you certainly are able to navigate traffic pretty easily in the Indy cars for the most part. I mean, um, you know, you really have to respect each other, but you know the next-gen cars, um, you know, really on top of each other, and you also, you gotta, you gotta be really aggressive in these cars uh, to make things happen, and it's the tricky part, because we're all gonna be packed together, someone is gonna get too aggressive and cross the line, and then cause a big crash, and then um, eliminate, like, half half the field, so that's gonna be the big challenge there, I think, and then, you know, when you think about it, um, the fuel strategy and everything, that could come into play as well, especially if, um, cautions, you know, end up, If we have a lot of cautions early on but then later on we don't really have a lot of cautions that might be a um you know cause for fuel saving uh happened last year um ended up everybody ended up trying to uh save fuel with you know 20 laps to go we were all like half going half throttle around the racetrack and it was a freaking joke uh so that's gonna be interesting uh see if that happens this year um i mean based on my feeling you know how the race is going to go i know if i try to enter in on friday night that's going to be the one with i think everybody's going to be most on edge cuz they're all trying to you know it's on friday night you're off work or whatever doing whatever you you know been doing and and you're unloading into the weekend and so um there's going to probably be a lot of mistakes made in that one but there's also probably going to be the most eyeballs on that one from a streaming perspective uh not, not mine personally, or I mean, it could be mine as well. But you know, just in general, if you make it into the broadcast portion, I think you know the ones that's going to have the most eyeballs is on Friday night. Uh, but I could be wrong there. Uh, but you know, everybody's all going to be trying to get in uh, on that one. Uh, and then you know, Saturday. I don't, I don't know if I raced on Saturday last year, but uh, Saturday's race probably be. About the same i guess but i think if you want a really chill race you probably have to wait until sunday night 9 p.m uh because everybody's gonna be tired anyways and want to get it over with and get to bed so that might be the 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 strat there and just <laughs> run it after the real daytona 500 and everything but you know we'll see what happens um uh i will try to see if i can either do the friday night or the sunday night one uh, or maybe do both i don't know yet but um that's the plan um you know, I, I think, you know, going kind of a corollary to what I was talking about earlier, you know, comparing this with the, you know, obviously cause I'm an Indy 500 winner as well. But if, you know, if this race was in the 87 car on the old Daytona, I'd feel really confident about it. Um, because I've pretty much mastered that car. Uh, the next gen car, I mean, it's nothing, I mean, it's not like I haven't mastered it yet, but there's so much, you know, it's so much closer. Everything is so much closer. And like I said, there's a very thin line of, uh, margin of error, um, because you know every, you know everything is so equal in those cars, uh, so um, you know it, you really really have to be able to man- manage your time uh, in the pack and everything. And felt like you know personally with eighty seven cars uh, around the super speedways, you're definitely a lot more in control of your destiny. I think uh, at those tra- you know with that combination, but of course it's not being run with eighty seven cars it's being run with the next gen car, the you know current iteration of Daytona with uh, the repave and everything. So um, it's gonna be a- uh, you know, a bit of a challenge there. And I, uh, think, um, you know, you're really going to have to just, you know, manage your time in the pack, try to, try to, you know, stick around the back and wait, wait around for everybody to take themselves out and, you know, try to just, you know, be aware of everything, um, you know, uh, with, you know, where people are on the track and then just try to be up in the top 10, uh, at the end of the race, you know, with, you know, 20 to go, I think you want to be 15 to go. You want to be in the top 10, um, start making your moves to try to you know, climb up uh, towards the lead. Uh, I do. I have found you know trying to make a pass for lead and then staying up there is a little challenging because it seems like the draft is just um uh, like you know with these underpowered cars being up up front like it's like you lose like 10 miles an hour. So you know we're um in the back of the draft. You know you're you know up in the 199 close to 200 range but then at the front you know things start to slow down you're at the like 190 range you almost you know with the sequential shifter you almost have to consider shifting into fourth gear to uh keep the rpms up and you know try to you know stay up front and everything and so that's gonna be a challenge there and then also just trying to go for the lead like once once you make the move to go for the lead it's like you hit a wall of air and you slow down so you you really got to be able to um have um uh, time your run really well and you know try to get up front um, before the, you know, the gap closes on the other side, you know, in the lane beside you, whatever lane you're in trying to pass for the lead, uh, and then, you know, pass on the inside or on the outside. So we're wherever. So that's going to be the, the thing there. I don't think handling's really going to come into play. Um, so you'll probably be able to get away with doing two tire stops, but of course, you know, with the, you know, next gen pit crews, um, Two tire stops, uh, pretty much get done before all the fuel gets loaded in, so you don't really have to worry about that. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see, you know, how this thing goes. I'm just gonna have to really be, I think, first half try to try to be uh conservative. I think, you know, for the most part in the first half of the race, first hundred laps, um, you know, want to be able to uh survive because you know a lot of people are gonna take themselves out. You know, last two years trying to compete in this race. You know, the first year, you know, wrecked out pretty much, um. The beginning of the race and then kind of rode around for the rest of it and was four laps down uh and then last year managed well i, I entered the the open series one last year and then got wrecked out and then decided I was like you know come back later for the fixed series at 9 p.m and did that one and then uh i think finished in like sixth or seventh so uh we'll see i mean it's going to be an interesting race for sure um so um that's pretty much what i'm going to be focusing on this week um maybe maybe could try some of the other series like you know the Indy cars or um anything like that <clears throat> but um I think personally just try to focus on the NASCAR stuff uh really and get you know as much seat time in in the uh you know Daytona whether it's the Xfinity or um the uh trucks or the the cup car just try to get as much you know time getting used to the draft and being able to you know make moves and stuff like that so uh it's gonna be my focus this week on uh racing and of course uh yeah, I will I will try to stream it. I, actually, I will stream it. Um, of course, be on iRacing uh, or on my Twitch TV slash Twitch TV slash UCL or two. Go on there, watch all my streams and everything. Um, see if I can add to the, you know, virtual hardware, I guess. Uh, I found out earlier or, you know, at the end of last year when the whole controversy with iRacing and IndyCar that they had uh, digital uh certificates for winning the race so I printed out or I didn't print it out but I have it saved on my computer here the certificate for winning the Racing Indy 500 so maybe I can hopefully get a another digital pdf of the certificate of winning award certificate of winning the uh, Daytona 500 on I racing so um yeah that's uh we'll be trying to do on Saturday or Friday or Sunday whenever um just try to make sure I'm free for all that so um definitely will be competing in one of those days and definitely let you know, Phil and let everybody else know. So you can either just have it on the background or check in whenever and, uh, watch, uh, me try to, you know, win this thing. So, or at least, you know, have a good run. So, um, looking forward to it and looking forward to having a lot of fun doing that for sure. And of course, um, you know, closing the show here, of course, uh, follow my Twitch as well, as I said earlier, and follow that Twitch TV slash you sailor 2 Follow the, twitter profile for me uh twitter at jp he see all my takes super bowl all takes on racing which you'll know, definitely try to uh, be active in there um uh, you know see all my other takes on my other interests you know all, all that stuff Or, um of course you can follow our youtube page which we'll have the videos uploaded to and try to keep up with that every week uh go to youtube slash uh dot com slash uh group podcasts, go on there at Grip Shot podcast on youtube and go and subscribe comment uh you know, like our videos and subscribe, you know, hit us up, do whatever and try to, you know, help us out here. So see what, you know, our, uh, listen to ourselves or, you know, listen to, you know, watch us what we're talking about right now. So go on there and watch our stuff. So, uh, yeah, like comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow me on YouTube, follow my, uh, Twitch stream. So yeah, that's all I got. Uh, for tonight
0: yep so i mean definitely we'll go and watch you sailor two when josh uh streams his attempt or attempts at the 500 uh, definitely watch that he gives good commentary while driving as well so it's a good deal kind of got that aussie v8 supercars at bathurst feel to it uh for Uh, Me, you can follow me at Philip G. Matthew on Twitter. Be posting more, I guess, now that the NASCAR season is going on. Of course, with certain uh, people that I, you know, that we're connected with on the socials, try to get into some discussions and regarding racing and all that goes on. You can follow us at Gripster Pod on Twitter. You can find the Gripster podcast basically anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, you can find it on my uh, blog site, com, And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Um, I would be remiss, um, if we don't mention, uh, there's been a, uh, shooting at Michigan State University with an active shooter that is still at large. Uh, so, um, we give our thoughts to those who have the one who has been, um, uh, it sounds like, uh, I'm trying to go and make sure to be accurate on this. Don't want to mess it up. Uh, actor 11 shot two deaths as of now. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, pretty, pretty brutal. Um, I mean, it's just crazy how, how bad it's become and how widespread it seems to be and how regularly how much how right much it's become a regular thing you know this is coming off of something that happened here and uh the in our in my area where some nut nut job took a, a u-haul truck and was driving on the sidewalks and driving run, running over people and he said he wanted to die well considering how easy it is that um, i'm not going to go there um the stinking of those people so thinking about the students and uh, those affected at uh, Michigan State University. And, um, yeah, so um, hopefully, uh, better days ahead, hopefully they find this guy and take him out uh, instead of, you know, they, they seem to keep certain people alive for whatever reason. But they're going to do that sort of stuff, just knock him off and get him out of here. It's one less toxic person in our society so um on that somber note hopefully great racing great safe a weekend at uh, daytona for speed weeks we'll be back for episode 157 and we will talk about all things daytona uh who wins the daytona 500 who starts their season off right in all three major series and uh Whatever else is going on, we'll get into news uh, uh for other motorsports, and uh preview make previews for California, the last race probably ever at uh, California Speedway and more and of course, Josh, uh, thanks as always for everything you do and um being my sidekick, and hopefully you can get another dub in a major year at Daytona and uh, we'll talk about that hopefully you can talk about that one as well and see if Tate Fogelman comes through uh, with the uh, pick Uh, there's three good ones or at least two of them are are pretty spicy so we'll see if that all comes off so thanks for listening to Gripster Podcast Uh, for Josh I'm Phil take care God bless and goodbye